Yeah. And we're covering episodes that were broadcast in the UK. Yeah. Which is behind. Yeah, we're behind America. We should have been the American dates here because I'll tell you what, I've been proper miffed off this week. I know it's like, I I shouldn't, I probably sound very entitled about this, but what's going on? America getting the episodes before us? I don't think so. You're welcome, America. 14th to the 18th of September. Episodes 10,741 to episodes 10,746. So basically, this is Wednesday to Sunday we're talking about, and now it's Sunday night. And of course, it's not just Americans who got to watch it early, some some other people who, um, so thank you to all people who saw the American episodes and didn't spoil what was going to happen to us, whether you're American or just pretending to be American so you can download things. Or your VPN is out there. I don't. I don't get like it was. So, I I get that it might have happened the first time because obviously our schedules have been all over the place at the moment. What with all the coverage of uh, of the Queen and all that. And I get that maybe the first day that Coronation Street isn't on on its normal schedule, maybe Britbox or whatever and abroad is going to put them accidentally on at the wrong time, but like consistently, that American Britbox has been showing the episodes when they should have been on in the UK. And then I think there was one day that it got pulled, it like was put on for a couple of hours, then it was pulled. It's been an utter disaster. The queen and would I am, not like this. She wouldn't. She'd be and aghast. I am 100% expecting that tomorrow's episode, or what would have been tomorrow's episode of Coronation Street, is going to appear on American Britbox tomorrow evening as well, whereas we have to wait until Tuesday. I think it's, like, it's all gone mad. And, and don't go all saying, well, you get to watch it first all the time. You just wait, come back to us when we get an episode of House of the Dragon before you you america because i'd like to see that happen well actually i mean house of the dragon is just based on things that already happened here so we know what's gonna happen at the end is that right because of all the you know we you know how it's all based on historical things michael oh, the yes. dragons and stuff yeah st george Very i don't know which one's st george <laughs> in this story so we're only episode four in so i have to wait and see anyway that's my my, my little bugbear one, one of my bugbears about this week congratulations america <laughs> I'm very pleased for you that you got to find out the verdict of the trial before we did. I know it's rude, isn't it? We should have just. Although, asked although Gemma, we George did get to we did we did get to see some of this week's episodes we way before did. everyone, didn't we? Because Guess finally, what? we're starting to find we're starting to see sorry yeah. some of the scenes that we got we saw filmed when we were in Manchester last week. In tonight's episode, there was a scene in the back of the Rovers with Jenny and Daisy and Glenda, and we were there as well, just about you know five ten meters away behind. Sally Ann Matthews at the beginning of the scene so we got to watch that last week so um, that was very very cool it was really fun we got to see the whole thing we got to see them rehearsing all of that and then film it from different angles yes and I think should we um, takes. we'll talk more about that when we get to it on Street Talk okay. but it was, it was really cool to be able to see that actually um, on screen um, what else has been happening at the well, I've, I've just, we're just like I, I just want the schedules to go back to normal because it feels like we're doing this on a Sunday night we're, we've had such a Full on weekend, haven't we? This Can weekend. I just say uh, we're absolutely knackered because we um, what did we do? We've had in the relatives morning? around yesterday. Oh yeah, my aunt, uh, my 
Uncle and his partner came round for the, they saw our house for the first time, so that was really good fun. But I had to kind of like kick them out of the house because we had to immediately leave to go to Winchester for my friend's 40th birthday party. Yes, the 40th which, birthday season is upon us, everybody. Which, um, Get your cards in now. Last, it's about half past... No, half past 11. Yeah. And then we just left. We left. Yeah, so we, were we win- weren't dancing. Hokey-cokey. Oh, so but we- on the way back from Winchester, we'll get to Corrie later, Come we promise. What? We had a We had a vending machine pizza. We did. <laughs> and this is great. We've seen this what being... What's it called? Pizza? I don't remember. Pizza? But we've uh, seen it being installed at our local garage about two weeks ago. And we went there, but it wasn't open. But now so it was. Excited. And you go there and it says, pizza in four minutes. And it was more like five, but it was great. You go on there, you type in the screen what you yeah. want. And they've got all the pizzas behind it, and then they just whack it through the pizza oven. Pizza rebellion, there. and it was really nice pizza actually. So expensive. there we go, vending machine pizza. It was a bit expensive, but that was cool. So we, yeah, we got to bed at about one o'clock last night, didn't we? And then today we've been at the allotment picking five hundred pounds worth of peaches, no, and that's not in money. Five hundred pounds. It was not seventy. Weight. Today I think we picked probably about sixty kilograms of peaches. It was a lot of peaches. peaches. I was, I've been climbing trees and everything today. We, we now have 78 kilograms of organic peaches <laughs> from one tree in the allotment. And I don't like which peaches. Which is a community garden for Americans. We don't know what allotments <laughs> are, I don't think. But um, they're sure just they gardens that you can rent. Allotments have got a long and, and um, proud tradition. No, they tradition don't know on, what they are. No, but on Coronation Street they oh, do. That's it's where true. you bury your drugs, isn't it, everybody? Because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about allotments and they thought it meant apartment. No. Anyway, so yeah, we got very many peaches. Everything was nice and peaceful here. We tidied up the house so that our guests could come yesterday and see a nice tidy house. And now it's chaos. There's peaches everywhere, literally everywhere. They're they're like Gail's olives, aren't they? Coming out of we're going to be referencing them for years. But you know, we didn't. We've only got twenty kilograms of of peaches because we we split them them with lots of people. And I also gave a bag to our neighbour. Yes. So um, we've given them away. Anyone who wants a peach, honestly, come and get them. We yeah. Then we got home. I did. You've been cooking. I've been doing some schoolwork. Then we watched curry, and now we finally get to talk about it. Well, I had to run to to a shop to buy jars and sugar because I thought, what the hell am I going to do with these peaches? Probably should make a chutney and a jam and a yeah. syrup. Oh, I'm so tired. And tomorrow we're watching Queen Funeral stuff on telly all day. So it's a busy old week for us, but we thought we'd better get this podcast out. Also, I want to mention thank you very much to Martin Hancock, who came on our bonus podcast last week. Mm. He plays Spider, yep. if you didn't know this. Very so good I did interview. a nice recording with I him. I listened to that today when yeah, I, I was cooking some ham. And you did listen to it again, yeah. And um, yeah, he was he, he a was very nice chap. Very, um, I just love how he seems very much like Spider. He does talk in the interview, doesn't he, about... Um, you know, there's a bit of spider in me. I'm not spider, but I kind of am spider. And it, it really did feel a bit like talking to spider. He was the loveliest guy. You can and, say um, there's a bit of spider in all of us. Well, there is well, a bit in Toya, isn't there? Uh, let's not That's talk about flinging it. Flinging his web his way and that. Um, so anyway. Done? Are we done? We're done. With, we haven't got, got a quiz. We haven't got a quiz because hasn't done a quiz. Do we have news? We're not having news. There Listen, has been a bit of news. It's been but really the... hard. It's been, sorry, it's been, you guys know, it's been a very weird time. It's been difficult for us to fit everything in. We feel like we're constantly catching up. Yes, we're there is a feeling. We're not recording when we want to because we're waiting for episodes to come out so we can record as a complete week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do street talk. We will do some feedback because we've been neglecting that recently. We've got yes. a couple of emails to read out. 
And um, that is going to be it until the next bonus podcast. And maybe by the end of this week, we'll be all caught up. But then I said that last week. Anyway, Gemma, we have you got some birthdays for this week. I know, but I don't know when I'm supposed to do it. Oh, I've got a new phone, everybody. I got the new iPhone 14 Pro. It's very nice and it has a dynamic island and it's purple. I'm very pleased with myself. It's been a long time since I've had a new phone. I just Hooray! wanted to tell everybody. Now Hooray, my phone is better phone. than Gemma's again and, and all is right with the world. The time I've been updating that. I've and been downloading things. Do this and hours that. and hours to transfer my files from one old phone to another. God. Right, tell me what, what date I, I need to go to for these <laughs> I don't even know. Um, you right. need to go from like the 17th up no, until the other day. No, tell me when I need to go to. It's that simple. When do you, tell uh, me well, you, keep, for, you start and no, I'll stop you. This 24th. No, the 23rd. Tell me 17th birthdays. 17th of September, Reginald Marsh, who played Dave Smith. Sherry Hewson, who played Maury, Maury Webster. Charles Lawson, who played Jim McDonald. Lawson. Catherine Tilsley, who played Eva Price. That's a good birthday. Was that all yesterday? 19th of September. Sally Ann Matthews played Je- plays Jenny Bradley slash... Oh, yes, it is Sal's birthday Anna. tomorrow, isn't it? We... Eve Steele played Amalo. Yes, it is. It's her birthday. Hooray. Happy birthday. Um, I don't think we're, our card will arrive. No, we sent a card a little bit late because, as we said, we are... Um... Catching up with ourselves all the time. But Everything's she'll get it eventually. Gone wrong. Everything's gone wrong. Who else have you 21st got? 21st of September, Zenon Ditchett, who's Ardy Allahan the first. 22nd of September, Arthur Lowe, played Leonard Swinley. Nice. Where am I going to? 24th. Yeah. 24th no, of September. 23rd. 23rd of September, Rob James Collier, played Stop. Liam Connor. Don't go any further. Don't, don't want any birthday spoilers. Okay. This is going to be a classic podcast episode, this I can tell. This is going to be so much fun. I mean, there was so much big stuff that happened in this week's Coronation. I know, I feel completely unprepared We had unprepared a trial. We had a revelation. This. We had a new barmaid at the Rovers. So let's go on and chat about it. In Street Talk. Street Talk time! Okay, big week, big week this week. Um, I was I started the week very, very excited to see what was going to be going on with this trial. Can't say that it fully lived up to my expectations, but um, yeah, I, I, I have got many thoughts about right, this that I'm sure will come out in the course of the next hour. To me, this feels like we all thought that the story would end with the trial... But I don't think it will now. It feels like there is still more to go. There's more to come. Yeah, but it was a, it was an odd little. Oh no, we'll talk about it when we get. I know, to but it. I really I've got I've got some stuff to say. I'm going to forget it. No, you. I know. Toys and lawyers is what I'm calling it this week because that's what those scenes were. We also had a bit of the Cardi scene. Um, storyline, sorry, but also um, old Rick Nealon was dug up yet again in a figurative sense this time, rather than um, Gary having getting his shovel out in the woods, but. Um, Will Gary finally get his just desserts this time? Probably not. But um, that was quite exciting this week. We had the return of Sharon, of course. You've been framed is our third story of the week this week. And there's a bit of Sean stuff mixed in there as well. Glenda at the Rovers. I am calling this from cruise singer to booze bringer. Because she is there. She's off the boat. She's behind the bar. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing where that goes. And the way she pulls a pint, it will, it, she is bringing booze. She, she, did booze. A, she did a better job than today's episode, at least. At well, least before she poured it over Daisy, anyway. 
And uh, we also had the professional kicker dodgy ticker storyline for all you James fans out there. So, um, do you Yay. want to do the toy or would you like to do the Cardi storyline? What do you want me to do? I, I'll, I'll do the toy storyline, I think. I also thought we could call this veggie grilled or grilled veggies or something no, that's like silly. that. silly. You don't, you perfect, don't grill then. veggies, do you? You can do. I don't. I don't know any cooking. But you I believe it is them. possible. Of course, yeah. I would say, say char grilled. Well... Let's find out. Let's grilled see. Grilled vegetables. So, just we went into this. I know week. you can. I know you can do. It. I well, know you can grill them. I know you can. But it sounds so horrible. <laughs> In America, that would be better because that would mean it was barbecued. Oh yeah. Because they don't. We are, we have a misunderstanding inter intercontinentally about what the word barbecue means, don't we? I guess we do. Well, I they guess. think we the way we cook barbecuing when mm. you go out and you. Kick yeah. your things over coals with a grill over the top. Yeah. But barbecue in America, they say, I'm going to go and grill, don't they? And they grill burgers um, and things yeah. on their barbecue. And barbecue is a completely different thing that you go to a restaurant, like a grill pit, and they have the pit masters and they do all the Ooh, Louisiana stuff and the rubs and the the wet... Anyway. Wet marinades and dry anyway. marinades and vinegar bases. So we went into this week knowing that the big <laughs> the, the big trial storyline was coming up. Oh, and if you, if there have been many trial storylines in Coronation Street in the past, obviously. Many of them stretching days or weeks yeah. even to yeah. lead up to this big verdict at last. And it was it, it's fair to say that this one felt a little bit blink and you miss it, although it did take up a good de- a good um, chunk of Wednesday, oh, the Thursday, middle episode of the week. I don't even know it what day things are. Was on Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday. Were a lot of it. people thought that it but, was... Um, Yes, I did as well. But there, there were some great scenes in there. So um, and and lovely performances as well. I have to say. So it started off on Wednesday with Toya in the flat with Leanne, her solicitor, getting herself all ready to go to the court for trial. She's upset. She reckons Syra's going to do whatever she can to see her behind bars. And Leanne says, "I know. Take your mind off it, love. Go and see Abby. Maybe she'll let you have a little bit of a play with Alfie before you um before oh, you go this off was to so court." So precious. I have to say, I absolutely adored this. It was very nice wasn't it so um leanne goes to see abby in the, or she sees abby in the bistro later and says look can toya have alfie for a few hours take her mind off the trial and all that and abby's a little bit hesitant can I just but say agrees. how ridiculous really this situation was um can toya have your son because she's a bit sad she's going on trial for murdering his dad yeah <laughs> and, and abby's like no problem. Oh, Do you want she, the nappy back? I, I liked it when, so I can't remember who it was that found Toya with the baby later and she's like, don't worry, Abby knows that I've got him. I'm I love that. I'm him again. That was really, I don't think it was, it was really funny, but it was played really well too. Yeah. Everything that uh, that Georgia did this week was played really well. Like even when she go, when, I mean, she, she can, Toya sees that she's being set up a little bit when um, Abby offers to to say, oh, Toya, would you like to the baby? And she knows that it's all been arranged, but she's getting a little teary. She goes over to the cot and everything. She wants that baby. Take the baby. So, oh yeah, it's Kelly who finds Toya and Alfie in the garden. Well, because she's later, like, sorry, because she's she's kind of the, the uh, prosecution's witness, isn't she? One of them, yeah. She She's going to go and tell them um, what she knows about Imran's death. And she says, look, I, I know you never purposely hurt him, Ran. I'm dreading going to court tomorrow, but I kind of got to do it now, Soz. So, um, <laughs> Toya's having... She, she squeezes out a good few tears this week, doesn't she, old Georgia Taylor? She's talking to Alfie about missing Imran and how wonderful he was and probably how handsome and stuff. And uh, then, then Gemma comes in and wonders what's up. And she says, oh, it tells, oh, I just got hay fever. And... Um, 
and then she she says to to Alfie, oh, I just hope that one day you'll be able to forgive me for taking your daddy away from you. So she's feeling mega, mega guilty at this point. And it's like, I was wondering, I, I was very, very curious to see, is she going to plead guilty or or not guilty? Or, or whether she's going to do a massive confess in the, in the middle of the proceedings or anything? Because she, whatever the jury say about her, she 100% blames herself for Imran's death, doesn't she? So, um... Leanne, um, Leanne tries to give Toya a ring a little bit later because Gemma goes and says, "Oh, I saw Gemma and I saw Toya in the park um, earlier, and she didn't didn't look good." But um, yeah, Leanne can't get hold of her. Cut to DS Swain meeting Spider in Kitchener Street later. Um, he doesn't have any updates on Toya for her because his little job at the moment is to try and get the dirt on Toya and so that Swain can use it to, to send her down. But he's very honourable and loyal towards Artoya, and he's like, no, sorry, I haven't found anything about her, not going to do it. He's like, you should have really thought about gathering evidence before you t- decided to take her to trial, really. Yes. So then Leanne rings up Spider and says, I'm worried about Toya, I don't know where she is, can you help find her, please? And then they have a weird cut. So the next thing we see from this story is Spider taking Toya back to the flat, and it's like, and I was like, did I, did I miss a scene here or something? And they kind of add into the dialogue all, I, I, I knew I'd find you at the crash site or something like that. But apparently, I didn't even get that. no, I, I had to rewind it because I was like, did, where did they go again? And, and yeah, so apparently Toya went back to the site of the car crash, and Spider happens to guess that that's where she would be. And when he went there, she happened to still be there. But that was. A little bit weird. I suppose it would have been a bit of a jaunt because they they filmed that quite a long way away from um, from Media City, didn't they? It was in Cardiff. It wasn't in Cardiff. It was um it was an hour or so away, I think. But um yeah, so that was that didn't sit quite right with me. But anyway, um she's just sobbing her little heart out, and he's saying, "Oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. I don't, I, I believe you. I, I trust you." And she's like, "No, no, I crashed the car on purpose. It wasn't an accident." What? So first big Toya. revelation of the week. Toya actually crashed the car on purpose. She says, yeah, I remember exactly what happened. I was just got really mad and drove into the building. And Spider's like, I can't be hearing this. Obviously, Toya doesn't know that Spider's a copper at this point and that she's confessing to this guy that she is actually a murderer or manslaughterer or whatever it is. And um, he, he's like, no, I can't be hearing this. It's not true. It was an accident, Toya. You didn't do it on purpose. And Toya's like, no, no, I did. I really, really did. <laughs> she's like trying to have her own feeling at the lighthouse scene at this point, isn't yeah. she? He's like, ah, four victims, Eileen. Oh, this is our number one. And Leanne bursts in at that point because she's been listening in at the door. So she's heard all of this as well. And she's like, no, 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 you don't mean it. You don't know what you're talking about, Toya. She's like, shut up, idiot. Yes. Spider uh, goes and does a disappearing act again. And Toya wants to go and find her. But Leanne's like, no, you need to sit down. You need to breathe and tell me exactly what you remember about the day of the crash. So Toya says, look, I remember Imran confessing about lying in court. And it, it's, it was only a few months ago, but I'd kind of semi-forgotten about what it was. It was it was like Imran saying that... It was him fixing up or, or, or making out that Abby was buying drugs, wasn't it? So, but say actually that again. she wasn't. That, so, Toy, so, Toy, Toy, Imran said in court that he, he, he and his bloke, whatever his name ben. was... Was it Ben? Maybe? They, they said that, um, that Abby was selling drugs... Yes. And that's why well, she should okay. have the baby taken okay. away from her. And he admitted to Toya just when they were in the car that that's not true. 
or something. He no, he said he was going to tell everybody that he lied. Did he? Okay. I'm pretty sure. And then I can't she remember. no, but and then she said, "Well, that's ruined everything because they'll take, they'll take um, the kid. They'll take Alfie first. Yeah. We'll lose Elsie. Yeah. Everything's going wrong because you lied and." You're so dumb. Mm. Well, she she tells Leanne that she was she was angry and she was scared and she lost it just for a moment. But that happened to the moment there was a very um, nice looking building in front of us that we thought we'd go crash bang wallop into. And um, she says she didn't remember at first, but yeah, she's known for a while now, apparently. She didn't even need a flashback about it or anything. She's just been keeping that one under her hat. So Leanne is fuming. Why tell me this? The Why evening before the now? trial, you've made things an awful lot more difficult for everybody now. And Toy's like, I just wanted to tell somebody. Imran and I had the perfect life and he destroyed it. And in that moment, I did not care what happened to either of us, whether we lived or died. She says she hates herself for what she did. Um, and like, Leanne's like, well, you know, your, your mother-in-law would hate you even more if you knew this. And so would well, bloody Alfie as well. Yeah, they can be, can't they? Very vengeful when you <laughs> kill their sons. And Toya says, I've been punishing myself every day for it. Believe me. And Leanne says, well, that's well, a small Leanne, mercy, at least. Storms off. And Leanne's very cross with her. She is a bit cross. And Toya has just kind of left a blubbering mess on the sofa. <laughs> oh, no. Thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that possibly. I don't think she's worried. I don't think she's worried that she told Leanne. She knows, she knows Leanne. She knows Leanne's, Leanne's got her back. Yeah, Leanne's but Leanne, even Leanne, even Leanne... Is, is th- thinks Toy's gone too far. Yeah, well, she actually has. I'll tell you what. Well, we wait till we're, we... we'll have to... You wait. This was synopsisizing first. This, yeah. So, to, um, Peter finds Leanne in Victoria Gardens looking very sorry for herself. And he says, oh, you know what, Leanne? I'm such a chilled, relaxed guy and I forgive Toya for everything. She stole Susie. She tried to pass this baby off as ours. But you know what? I forgive her because I've got that LA attitude. You should do the same. And Leanne goes, oh, that gives me a bit of well, a P- thing. Peter basically says, "What? well, this is this is un- not unprecedented, is it? Mm. She's always been nuts. Uh, she doesn't tell it. She doesn't tell Peter what no, of course Toya said, does she? No, but no, but she, he just... He gives, her, like, he gives like, her food for thought. Well, uh, she's done worse. <laughs> or has she? I don't really know. So, um, Toya's leaving a message for Spider on his answer phone when uh, Leanne comes back to the flat later and she says, look... I didn't get into the car intending to kill no, Imran. No, she, Leanne says to her, sorry, you didn't get into the car intending to kill Imran. So there's no murder case. That's and this is kind silly. of, this is where it all hinges this week, isn't it? Because Toya is in court for murder. So it it fell to the prosecution really team to try and prove things. that she knew before she got in the car that she was going to drive into a building. And apparently if she didn't know about it before she got on the car... She's absolutely fine and not a criminal well, at okay, all, and she could just, just say, be let go and given a pat on the back, maybe. This is the trouble with, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I admit I don't really understand um, how the court system works because I get very confused because I, I spend a lot of time lo- looking at American court cases and c- true crime stories, so I get confused between the two systems. They are very similar, um, but they're also obviously some big differences, but I'm pretty sure that. One of the problems that it, we have is that, and the same in America, where you have to decide what is the crime that you're going to try them for. Mm. And you can't turn around and say, oh, well, okay then. Um, if it wasn't that, then it probably Rest was this. Yeah. So I think what they did was overcharge her, really. Um, if they had 
if they had suggested that it was manslaughter or something, I think she probably would have yes. gone down for it because. <laughs> she would. But it is. It just. It just really does feel like a miscarriage of justice. Like it does. Yeah, it's not the usual soap miscarriage of justice where the innocent person gets sent to prison. No, the this opposite. is like the guilty person. Okay, no, we get, let's say what happens. We, okay, yeah, don't, get sidetracked. don't get sidetracked. So, um, Leanne's telling her more about it. She, she, uh, sorry, Toya's saying, oh yeah, I, I, I killed him round. I deserve everything that's coming to me. I saw the building, didn't turn the wheel. I just closed my eyes and drove into the building. Why? And Leanne says, no, 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 you didn't. And Toya also chooses this moment to tell her that Spider knows she's guilty as well. So he's, meanwhile, he's all kind of feeling all conflicted in Victoria Gardens. And uh, when Toya tries to phone him later, he can't bring himself to answer it because he knows that as a copper, he should probably um, report to his bosses um, exactly what she has just told him. But, um, but he loves her. I have to say, this episode left me feeling incredibly sulky and, and cross. Me too. I, I was feeling quite. Right I was feeling it. quite cross about this because this we had week. all these elaborate theories about what really happened, and never once, uh, what's the word, entertained the idea that it was as simple it was as it literally was. Literally, what we were told all along, mm. and um, I got really mad. I, yeah, I was just like, well, I get. When Coronation Street does stuff I don't like, I get really um, shirty. Gemma was quite shirty during Wednesday's like, well, episode. Well, that's just silly, isn't it? <laughs> Thursdays. Well, well, I don't agree with this. <laughs> so, Thursday's episode, the trial, the big Toya day, and she's leaving messages for Spider again on his answer phone, but not getting any response. She's pretty much given up already. She just wants to, you know, she thinks that she deserves life behind bars or worse. But Leanne says, no, you mustn't Bring say anything hanging. stupid in court. Plead innocent, not guilty. Then start telling them about your flat earth theories. Yeah. Then Adam comes up to them because he's also given evidence against Toya on trial. Oh, this and was just And he says, just oh, I'm just going to tell the court exactly what I heard I'm Toya sorry, say. But the, the whole, that was absolute the whole The whole bit of the trial that revolved around him saying, I heard her say he's, she's going to kill him. That was utter tosh, wasn't it? And and when everyone was saying, have you ever said this in, you know, in anger? Yeah. I was like, well, yes, clearly. Anyway. Right, so the thing is about this sort of thing is it's it's a it's a similar thing. So um, when you're on a suicide um, hotline, trigger warning. Should have said sorry um, to, to sort of help people. One of the warning signs they tell you is if one of the things you can ask, you know, do you feel suicidal? Do you think blah blah blah? And um, when you know, do you have a plan for how you would do it? And that's the warning sign. If if the person has a plan for mm-hmm. how they are going to do it, that is a real serious warning sign that they very well yeah. might go on and do it. If somebody goes to you, oh God, I could bloody kill him. And you say, how exactly would you do it? And they've got an elaborate plan for how. That's when the warning signs, that's the, that's when the alarm bells go off in your head. Not just when, when they off the tell remark, you the plot like that they've said. come up with. I mean, I, I'm going to kill him. It's probably... <laughs> One of the most common things yeah. that people... <laughs> it's a classic like, Corrie line. Yeah. So, I just, if if he had heard her say, I'm going to I'm gonna drive him into a wall, then yeah, maybe the, that maybe might have been significant to... in some way. But just a wife... It just made it's... the prosecution look like they were clutching at straws, honestly. Yep. So anyway, they all turn up at court. Um, where, um, Leanne's saying to Toya, look, I'm really worried you're going to dob yourself in. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't testify. What are you doing? You're you're unhinged. Yeah. And um and Paige, who's the her solicitor, 
is um is the one that Liam wants to do all the talking. She's like, I'm not letting you go to prison. Liam was great this week. Um, apart from, I mean, she was supportive, and that's what I want. Well, Liam saved Toya this week. Yeah, the Battersby sisters are you know some of my favourite siblings on the street. So it was really nice They're to really... see them. It's... Leanne doing her best to, to champion Toya despite the fact that she maybe didn't deserve it this week. Well, there are a couple, they're, they're a fascinating pair of characters because they have so much history in the show and we've seen it, this all play out, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just that, that kind of real bond and the mm. actresses very um, get on so well together on screen. And yeah, that all comes out in there. It really the does. They've got this real um, sisterly bond mm, that. Mm. Um, it's great and they're so fierce defending one another and Toya has spent a lot of time being uh, the support system for Leanne when she was going through with Ollie yeah so it's about time Leanne paid her back exactly exactly so Toya gets to court and this is the one this is the courthouse in Bolton I don't think they they didn't show any scenes on the steps um this week did they instead they used the Weatherfield Court doors that are just by the police station on the on the set, which is odd because obviously the inside was the exact same court as they used last year for the court cases yeah, the for the seven case. With different. the exterior was different, mm. but don't think about that too don't much. Don't think about it. Um, and this was also where Georgia Taylor was papped with the uh, Conversation Street bottle. Yeah. Earlier this summer, wasn't you she? You can so still still available for years. <laughs> yes, subscription. Um, so top tier prosecution. That she that this this woman, the solicitor, or whatever it's called, is She says she says to the jury, right, you're going to be told that. How did she say? She's going to. She's going to. You're going to be told that she didn't drive into the wall on purpose, and it was just an accident. But absolutely, she did. Um, and here's why. He, here's why she had every intention of killing herself and Imran. And um, to to tell us more about this is Adam Barlow. He's our Scottish correspondent. So Adam says that yes, oh Imran did sometimes talk about the problems that he and Toya were having in their marriage. And Look, also, shut up, Barlow. I, what I about heard you her say she was going to kill him one time. What about you and Sarah? What about that baby you were trying I to know, have? I know, I know. Well, what, so, where's the baby then? Paige stands up and says, Adam, well, have you ever threatened to kill anyone? What's in, wrong with in your jest? hair? Stop, I'm talking. He Bloody says, Adam. well, yeah, I guess maybe you would say that <laughs> um, and not mean it. He said. Oh, well. <laughs> he said, shut up. Well, he'll kill you. <laughs> Only joking. Or am so, I? So that was Adam's um, time in the spotlight. And he's a liar himself. I know. He couldn't even silver tongue his way out of it. I tell you what, it's not a very good advert for his services, is it? Next up we on, on the conveyor belt is Kelly. And she says, oh yeah, Imran told me about lying about the stuff, about Ad- Ad- Abby buying drugs and all that. And then um, he felt really bad about it. And he was going to tell Toya later on that day, the day of the car crash. So her, basically, she, because the prosecution are trying to make out that Toya knew about it before they got into the car, I suppose this bit of evidence was slightly more um, crucial to the, to, the, to the case. Because well, if, because he planned to tell her and if he had, then... I don't know. All the way she... through this, I was getting flashbacks to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And I was in my head, I was going, objection, hearsay, objection, hearsay. I know. Is any of this admissible? I don't know. Anyway, Helly, Ke- Kelly is, um, you can, because she's a goodie and everything, obviously. She's of course, a saint. Saint Kelly. She's, she's very much struggling when she's getting the questions that would would go on to implicate Toya. But um, yeah, but so she, she she does her best. Basically, yeah, she's just saying 
as far as my evidence that I'm giving you goes, this is her motive. Yes. And this was told to me by the murdered man. Hmm. So So that's a a very important They have a little break after those two star witnesses. Um, (laughs) So that Syrah can go. So so that Syrah can have, yeah, do a good guard dog act. And she, 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 she clops off. Toya tells Paige about Syrah's suspicions about her and Spider being an item. And that could really ruin our case, but I don't know where, where he is. Hopefully he's in London. No, he's in the alley again with Swain. He didn't get out of that alley this week, barely, did he? He says, um, oh yeah, anyway, me and Toya have split up. And um, she reckons that Toya's told him something related to the trial. And she's like really trying to get the details out of him. But he keeps dumb. Well done, Spider. So, court resumes. And now it is Spira. Spira Syra, who's up on the, in, the, uh, in the witness stand. And she says, I always found Toya cold, heartless and manipulative. But Imran loved her very much. Too much. He trusted her and she shouldn't have. And he then shouldn't she, have. He shouldn't have. And then she she brings up the fact that she very coincidentally saw Toya snogging Spider just recently. While Imran's body was barely even cold. And then Paige says, well, you know what? You weren't the best mother in this world, were you? In fact, Imran had asked you to stay away from him. So how is it that you know so much about your son's relationship with Toya? Hmm? And Sarah's just like, oh, well, yeah, oh, I know her type. She knows it. I know enough. And Paige says... Totally showed herself up there. She did. Um, Paige says, Imran rescued Toya after the crash. Would he have really done that if he was terrified for his life from this from this demon wife of his? So Syrah's kind of um, goes off with a tail between to her be legs. To be fair, there. it's totally... I mean, what did happen was he wouldn't have... He didn't obviously realise that she decided to drive him into a wall, which I think is a bit weird, actually. Do you not think that Imran's actually the best witness there is for this? Because... Call Imran. He... I know he's dead, but he reacted in a way that doesn't make... Doesn't feel like he knew that she was trying to kill him. And how... What would what did he think was happening when she drove into a wall? Yeah. We'll Isn't never know weird? because they didn't have flashbacks. So, so this is the thing that's really bo- bothering me about this. Is Toya just so guilty that she's manifested this memory and she's convinced herself that she... Oh, we'll talk about it later. I don't know. Yeah, right. Sorry. Leanne's up next, saying that Toya's kill him comment was off the cuff. She's loving, she's caring, she's selfless and very forgiving. She was going to raise Imran's baby, let's not forget. She never meant to kill Imran. It was an accident. And like, thanks for that, Toya. You, I mean, Leanne, you've got no idea, really, have you? You're just there to say how lovely your sister well, she's is. she's a character witness. Yeah. She's like, he's never, she's never killed anyone before, so she's not, I don't know why she's starting out. <laughs> she's not... Yeah, it was pointless, that was. Well, the whole thing... Time for a break again, and Doya is just, by this point, desperate to confess. And Leanne says, no, you need to get on with your life. You're you're not guilty of murder. And Toya says, no, I've got to take the stand, I've got to say something. This is like the weird... Like, Toya must feel like she's in a twilight zone here, because she keeps telling people that she killed Imran, and they keep going, no, you didn't. I know. No, you didn't. And she's like, I bloody did. You're Toya, you're too boring for that. listening to me, I did it? And they're like, no. So we get to see a few little flashbacks of Imran, don't we, before um, Toya takes the stand to uh, to swear her oath, which is quite nice. And um, she says... Oh, I promise to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth. 
Um, and she, she just kind of talks about that, that Imran's death and how awful and heartbreaking it was. She's asked about Imran's infidelity with Alfie and then the lies no, about and Abby. Alfie. and Alfie. Uh, no, not with Alfie, that'd be weird. And then the lies about Abby. And she says, when did you find out about Abby? No, when no. did you find out that Imran lied about Abby? Was it before or after the crash? <laughs> And this is the moment when it could have got very exciting and she does the full-on confession. But we have to wait for a break. We have to hear a few more flashbacks. Um, And then she lies. She says, I found out about um, Imran's lies after the accident when I listened to the voicemail, which, by the way, I deleted because I thought it would make the crash look um, like it was done on purpose. I'm so confused about what really happened, Michael. I've lost my memory. So what actually happened was she got into the car with Imran blissfully unaware of of the lies and everything. En route, he says, yeah, I kind of made that up about Abby, actually. Did we see this? Yeah, we saw this. We saw this. So we saw him telling her, yes, of course we did. Yeah, and that's when she does the I hate you with all my heart. yeah, okay, I'm sorry. But what she's saying is that normal drive, they they, they crashed. um, Just accident. And then I found out about the lies afterwards. So she's and then mass- I deleted it because I thought... Yeah, actually, I thought it'd make it sound like I did it on purpose. But it was an accident. I didn't. Obviously. I didn't do it on purpose. So, I'm just then, a really bad driver. Then the baddie and lawyer, then she went, women, the prosecution, women drivers. grills her about this relationship, her relationship with Imran again. And Toya's like, I didn't know about the lies until after the crash, honestly. Um, and then they say, oh, but you had memory loss after the crash. That's very convenient, isn't it? And we were like, yes, it is rather. But oh well. The only logical explanation, she's told, is that Imran confessed and that in your fury you planned to crash the car. And Toya's like, I didn't mean to kill him. I didn't. <sighs> so that was basically it. We have a bit of a summing up at the end. The, the prosecution is really trying hard to paint a picture of the fact that this was a calculated plan for murder on Toya's part. And then Paige gets up and's like, no, there wasn't any plan. We can't condemn her just because she doesn't remember everything that happened. You can't get any evidence against her, which they really, really haven't. And prosecution's story of a counsellor turned killer is just cheap fiction. And Toya's already lost everything. We can't take away her freedom too. And with that, the trial of the century is over after about 10 minutes of screen time, if that. So, Toya and Leanne return home at the end of the episode. Toya just wants to go to bed. She says, don't care what the jury think. At the end of the day, Imran's dead because of me and I have to live with that forever. She's already in a prison of her own making. She is, isn't she? So this is when we were... A prison where there's no veggie lasagna. Oh dear. We're expecting to see the next episode on the Friday... Yes. And then it turns out, no, we've got to wait no, until go- Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we had to wait so extra we, time. we knew that there would be the, the verdict. Yeah, but, and it came really early in the episode. I, I I, kind of thought that there'd be, I don't know, more trial stuff or something, and then we get the verdict at the very end. But no, they I were... I thought there'd be some kind of... They out really quick. Another lengthy scene with Leanne and Toya where she, you know, does she account for the fact that maybe she didn't really kill yeah. him on purpose? No. And she's just... They just get up, have their breakfast, go to court. Bit of an advert break where we got to see the gavel there well, on the Well, they went, all rise for the, the verdict and the adverts. Yeah, here's the gavel. We don't have gavels in courts, but I'm going to show one anyway so everybody knows this is definitely a trial episode. And then we find <laughs> out not 
Guilty. Ah. Uh, Hooray, I suppose. In your face, Arlia. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Arliam made a special trip to go to court just so that she could see Toya get sent down and it's like, no. No. Yeah, her and Syra are like deceiving no this. No more speed Leanne's dinners, mega relieved. The, the no, exactly. And uh, Toya's just like looking super serious because she obviously... Well, she thinks she one. she knows she deserves she to be punished for this, and now yeah. she's been told, "Yeah, you can go now if you want. You can't well, you crush can't. a murderer. You can't stay. You can't put yourself in prison. No. Um, what so... would happen? Right. What would happen? Maybe somebody can write and tell us. What would happen if during a trial, at the end of a trial, they say not guilty, and then the person in the doc's like, ha ha. Ah, I got away with it. I did it. I did it. You don't. You can't. You can't charge me no, again. Take Double vaccines. jeopardy. <laughs> what would happen? I don't know. That would be really Do you think funny. They, they, obviously, obviously, oh, it must have happened. Do you reckon? I was gonna say obviously this has never happened. <laughs> anyway, Toy's looking very okay, sober what, about the whole thing. That would be super delicious if if it was possible for you to reveal. Like that would be quite fun actually. If in court it was like, right, this is the verdict. You're not guilty, so tell us, did you do it or not? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, I did. They were like, oh, oh. Well, there we got it wrong. The jury's like, god damn it. And then one of the people in the jury's like, I told you that she did it. You all convinced me to say not guilty. I think I should write in. I put into the court and suggest this. Yeah. It's had a great entertainment value. <laughs> right. Anyway, so um. Leanne says, oh, you're free toy. Would you like to have a fancy treat of a meal at the bistro? <gasps> the bistro? And consider it, they've only got one place that they can go. They can't even go to Speed Dial anymore, no, can they? Like you said, literally, if you want a treat and you're a Battersby, it's bistro or bust. Well, I think it's a bit rude that they're so standoffish to, to toy after all the defence they're giving to Stu. Yeah, no, exactly. So Syrah comes in and has another moan for a bit. <laughs> toy is just like totally racked with guilt, but... um. He's like, oh, well, I'll get over it, I'm sure. Oh, Toya goes back to the flat where she gets a visit from a spider. And he's like, sorry for going, sorry for going away. Well, um, she, he, he says, I've, I found you, I've heard you've been found not guilty. So as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing's over. And he almost, is almost like turning to the cameras and saying, and it can be over for you too, viewers. Just let it go. Just let it go. I don't think we're letting, her, I don't think that's we're right. letting her get away with this one. I thought Spider looked too happy because it looked like he just thought, I got told something I didn't want to hear, and now the problem's gone away again. So it sounded like almost he was like saying, don't bring this up to me again because you got found not guilty and I'm not interested. Yeah. I wonder, I do wonder whether he's it's going to get found out that he knew and didn't say anything. Is he going to get conveniently overheard talking to Toya about it by DS Swain and then he'll, he'll have his badge business. torn off him or something? I don't know. Anyway, um, we have another lovely kiss with Toya and Spider through the tears um, because she's just so relieved to have him back. Um, then we have another meeting between Spider and Swain in the alleyway and she's like, you're stringing Toya along here. You've not told her about your secret copper identity. Um, this is this is really naughty. But your boss isn't going to hear about it from me. I'm not going to tell the super. So um, just you tell just yourself maybe. And then by the end of the episode, it's almost like everything's back to normal, isn't it? Spider, Toya, Peter and Griff are having a drink in the Rovers together. Toya's like, anyway, when's the next protest, guys? Because I'm back into activism again. Back in the game. Griff is chuffed with this and Spider's like, bloody hell no, Toya. Stop it now. Stop it. You you can't be doing with this. Then I I did enjoy the scene with Spider and Griff at the end of the episode where they're up at the bar together and Spider's like, so I hear you're... um, 
you know, up to some really underground stuff and, and like really dangerous. I, 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 let me know about it. I'm in. I want to. I want to go to the. I want to. Want to um, go to the dark side. Get. I want to knock it up a notch. I want to go to the next level. And Griff's like, no, mate. If you know what's good for you, you're gonna back off. So um, clearly, as we've uh, thought before, Griff is definitely up to um, the seedier side of activism or something or protesting. And Spider's trying to get in there. The but, seedier um, side it makes it sound like you turn up with no bra on. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll find out more about that as time goes on. So, that is what happened in this story this week. What a boggling week. My mind was boggled by this. I'm just left with not knowing what to think. I I kind of hoped when this all started, I'd know what, or this week started, that we'd be more, you know, it'd be clearer what had happened. I think we're in denial. I think it is clear what happened. But it... But it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because she's literally... She's got away with it. And are we are we just supposed to be saying, oh, thank goodness, because she didn't get sent to prison? This is the thing. And and like we've talked about on the podcast the last few weeks, there are, you know, there aren't very many Toya supporters out there. So I think people were watching. I think we were supposed to think, hooray, she's been let off. But actually, lots of people were saying, no, she should have had the book thrown at her. And now it's like, they, yeah, they, it's like they've moved on. But she, she properly... I just feel so disappointed by it and and let down because when she drove into the wall the first time, I was thinking, oh no, why they haven't why have they turned Toya into oh, they hope they haven't turned Toya into a murderer. And then in the back of my head, I was thinking, no, no, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't have Toya purposely kill Imran. And then when they showed that scene of her watching the CCTV footage in the in the police um, uh, interview room and. It literally gave no nothing else away. It was exactly the same thing. I thought, oh, thank goodness for that. Because if they had they any extra evidence. evidence, they'd have shown it then. Clearly, they're, they're trying to make us think that she did it so that they can have some grand reveal or flashback or something about it when they come to the trial. But it just didn't feel like we learned anything new at the trial. There were no shocking revelations whatsoever. And I'm seriously just as confused now about it as I was then. Why didn't they show those final minutes where she decided to crash? Was Is it just to keep still us guessing? But actually, just... there was nothing to guess. Are we? Are we? Are we being tricked again? I don't know whether we, we are. In the first place. We I'd really like, like to think like, that I, I was it. tricked, but it feels no. We told you very plainly all along what happened, and you, you chose don't. to believe <laughs> us when we hinted that maybe there was more to it, but there wasn't. It's just nuts. And I, I just hate the fact that Toya, a favourite character of mine... Killed another Killed character. another favourite character of mine. Yeah. And her defence, well, semi-defence... Well, it wasn't her defence. I guess it was Leanne and Spider's defence of, oh, you just lost it. Sorry, that doesn't that doesn't um, excuse her, does it? If I'm there, if I'm there, you know, chopping up carrots or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you come into the kitchen and I and, say, I don't know, what you should say, I say? Um, oh, I, Nintendo's rubbish, uh, and I'm then not I go, yeah, if you come and say, I'm not watching Coronation Street anymore, and I just, podcast with someone else. I just the, get, get the red mist and stab you in the heart. I can't say, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean it. I, was, I didn't. I'm well, just I just, I just lost it. <laughs> and then if somebody tried to try me for murder for it, and I got away with it because I didn't actually plan with it, it wouldn't feel fair that I would be then able to walk down the street a free man the next day. They've really, really done a number on Toya here. I'm baffled. I don't really know what I'm supposed to. Think it's not about even this. like 
a fun murder like Charlie Stubbs and Tracy where you can make a joke out of it. Can you imagine like 10 years time Toya saying, hey, yeah, I murdered someone once as well. She's like, don't let me drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know how the character can come back from this. Also, I'm really, I'm really concerned that she's still got her driver's license. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she should at least have had that taken away from her. Because really, oh, I'm so con- I really am so confused. The thing is, they couldn't prove they couldn't prove what they said was true. No, because, because again, a lot of a lot of laws are based on what were you thinking when you did it, which just seems bonkers. Because unless unless somebody went around telling everybody, oh, I'm really mad about this, I'm going to kill kill him around by driving into a wall. But even then, it's like, well, who can say that's what she really meant? Yeah, there was clearly, clearly not enough evidence to try her for murder. Yeah, but she did do it, according to her. But do you believe her? Because I don't know if I do. I think I do. I think I do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'd I love think I'm to, just I'd still love in denial. I'd love her to be thinking and, like, she's kind of misremembering it because she's punishing herself too much. And, right. like, that extra car that pulled up at the end or something. I'd like there to be something. But I think Corrie have said, no, no, we're done with this now. No, I think... Okay, so I think I've mentioned this story before on the podcast. But I remember very vividly reading a story um, uh, when we were in university when I was at the gym. When I used to go to the gym with Sarah, do you remember? I did. Um, I read a, an article in, the, in a magazine about a woman who um, was driving her car... And there was a, a pedestrian crossing at the crest of a hill, just beyond the crest of a hill. And she drove into somebody and killed them who was crossing the road because yeah. she didn't see them. And when she, when the police got there and um, sat her down and they interviewed her on the scene and they said, what happened here? And she said, I, spe- I was speeding and I didn't see, I, I was going 40 and I, I, t- I didn't see them and I didn't stop in time and I've killed this person. And the police, pers- the police officer said, do not say this say you were going 30 because there's no reason that you should ruin your life as well as this person because the this pedestrian crossing was in the completely the wrong place it shouldn't have been there mm. it wasn't really your fault it, you probably would have killed them if you were going 30 anyway so just say that you're going 30 mm. so she said she was going 30 and that was the official story and she spent years of her life racked with guilt she could not cope with the fact that she had not been punished and eventually she confessed to this and she she got prosecuted and i don't remember what it was that she what she had to do or she had to custodial sentence or anything but i do remember that she said that that was the only time after that had happened when they had taken her confession and um taken her to court and stuff that was the when she could finally relax for the first time in years because she felt as though the burden has been lifted from her and that she she felt like she was she is owed karma from the universe you know Mm. and i wonder if this is going to be toya's story now is she going to be haunted uh kind of a bit like um yasmin is by by Imran. We're going to get some extra Maybe we'll from have, Imran. But you know what I mean? Is she? Is she? I think I. I really do wonder if she's going to suffer with the guilt here. More and we're misery have for more, Toya. Brilliant. More Toya being sad until something happens, and I don't know what that something could be. I mean, does she need? Does she need to go and get herself put in prison? Because that seems like a weird thing for the character to end up with a bit prolonged. We could have just had that now. Yeah. Um, or is she going to have to confess it to somebody else? Like, is she going to have to say it to, to Abby? Maybe, because... because... she's only told Leanne and Spider so far. Yeah. 
What would Abby say if she found out? I think Abby probably would forgive her. Because she but, kind of did it for Abby in a way because she was so cross about what Imran had done. I know did, she didn't really do it for him. She but did, but I think I think Abby would be too mad that she basically robbed Alfie of a dad. I don't... Yeah, but don't forget that Imran was trying to steal Alfie from Abby. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um... I th- th- speaking of reactions as well, I was quite su- I was wondering what Peter was going to say, but he also seems to be just pleased that it's all over and he's not questioning at all the fact that Toya did it. It's ugh. I I don't. I suppose no, I suppose at the moment Peter believes the official story that she just didn't see that. Well, I can't even remember what she said in court in the end. Did she just it was say an accident. it was just an accident and Peter believes that? Yeah, what's her, what's her story for why she drove into a wall? I don't even remember. Did they even ask her what actually happened? I can't remember now. It was, this was days ago. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It could, it could be a story of her guilt, but I don't, I don't think I want to see that. It just sounds really, really miserable. But what next for Toya? Well, she's, she's doing more of this activism, and maybe she's doing that as a, like, I'm doing something good. I've, yes, I've... Outweighing. I've yeah, exactly. It's going to balance out the... Yeah, maybe this death guilt. by dangerous driving, maybe... which is what she should have been tried with, by the way, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe Griff will use this as a lever to um, convince her to do something that she might not have done. Like, oh, you know, you're, you're, your husband, you know, you, I know you feel guilty about what happened to him, but you could save if you could save a life, would that balance it out? And then, you know, or you can save a life by setting fire to this petrol tanker. Yeah. And then saving all the seals. Well, that's, that, gonna... that sounds quite fun. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure we can think of some weird way of explaining to her why death and destruction is actually a good thing as long as you do it for the planet. Yeah, and if her head's not in the right space, then well, maybe she would... I think she she's going to uh, go loopy. She'd buy it. I think so. I think I think you could be right. I just... Oh, I, I, do you reckon that it's going to be long before Spider tells her that she's a police officer? Is he going to tell her officer. that he's a police officer? Is he going to tell her or is she going to find out? It, it feels like... She's going to not be happy about that. I'm sad, oh, because this? I do like them together. How about Toy's Redemption arc, right, is that they're driving in the car, she's driving, she's driving um, Spider to a protest, and he says to her, listen, Toya, I think you should probably know that I'm actually an undercover police officer. And she goes, <laughs> no, not more lies. Yeah. Ah. And then she sees a nice wall. And she doesn't crash and into And she's it. like, oh... I normally would would try to kill us both at this point, but actually I've grown as a character. <laughs> yeah, and, I've learned my lesson, and I feel suddenly at peace with myself, and I've learned a lesson <laughs> to not try to kill people when they annoy me. Yeah. Also, the other thing that we haven't even mentioned is that she didn't actually kill him; he just fell over and died. He died as a. Consequence. I know he died as a consequence, but. Um, yeah. Well, I know I've heard of people being charged for murder. Yet, like. Um, after years of their victim being in a coma in a hospital and then finally mm. popping their clogs and mm-hmm. as, as it was a result of the injury that they sustained while yeah. in the process of trying to kill them, it counts as murder and then they get hauled into court. Mm. Oh, I also, So it does count, I guess. But uh, it, well, the other thing I noticed about the trial, speaking of Spider, have, like, has everybody forgotten what his actual name is? Because they mentioned Spider got brought up a couple of times in the trial, didn't he? And like Sarah, Sarah's like, or Cyrus like, Spider, I believe he calls himself. Yeah, I don't think he actually got properly named as Jeffrey at any point. 
which is weird. Is it because they didn't think that the viewers would know who Jeffrey Nugent was? Doesn't make sense. Well, to why me. would Siren know his name was Jeffrey? No, she wouldn't. But I would have thought that you know, in legal proceedings, one yeah, of the other people might say the... um, that his, his name is uh, Jeffrey Nugent. As a Millard. matter of record, Your Honour, may I just explain? Yeah, just for the that this was from the nineties and it was a very big story back in the day because of Swampy. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I guess that Toya is just going to throw herself into this activism to try and assuage her guilt tell you what she could do um watercolors or something like that Mm. or jigsaws yeah peter's got a load of jigsaws he's probably um not using anymore (laughs) oh well it didn't really go the way that we wanted it to i know it feels like it's not over but at least there were some very very good performances i thought that jane danson and georgia taylor were just magnificent this week she was so good i'll tell you what um when uh when there were the court when the court um case was going on and there were a few close-ups of of uh georgia taylor as she was reacting to some of the things that was happening and like the way there was a bit where um her lawyer was arguing something on sort of on her behalf and she was kind of like doing these little tiny mini nods like yeah yeah that Mm. is what happened and she just looked so desperate and like and like the little tears that drop out she's uh, frustrated with herself and she just does really, these really, really fantastic expressions and she really is just, it seems like she's totally living. And, and all the stuff with Alfie on Monday was wonderfully done. It's just a real, real shame that it's difficult the character's been dragged through the mud. And I think, yeah, anyone who wasn't a fan of Toya this week isn't going to have changed their mind. I this think lots difficult. of people recognise that Georgia is a really, really uh, very capable actress. But This is a difficult, um, this is a difficult story here because I actually don't think that anyone's happy. Toya fans probably are not happy. Well, I'm not happy because she actually did kill Imran. Toya haters not happy because she got away with it. Yeah. So who? So what's this story for then? Unsatisfying all round. It's also difficult to pass out my feelings about this because of how much I really like Toya and I really wanted her to not have done it. And is that? Is that really colouring my opinion of this to make me think that I didn't like it when actually it was fine? You know I, what I'm yeah. saying? I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just really confused. I'm, I'm super confused by it. I don't and know it, what the I'd point like of the story is. I'd like to think that it's not over yet. That this but maybe, ar- this argument, maybe but there's more to be revealed. I just feel like it stumbled at the end. I feel like it wasn't very cohesive. But again, I think a lot of it was our own fault for making stuff up that never happened and theorising about things that never happened and expecting there to be more to the story. I'm sorry, but the way that they did it, where they clearly didn't show what happened at the moment or the moments just preceding the crash. It was very misleading. It was super misleading. It was set up for us to think, no, there's more to it than this. And then when they turned around... I don't think it was set up like that. I think it was accidental. I think I accidentally... Because we talk a lot about the language of a story and how a story progresses and the beats of a story and twists and um, you can subvert that sometimes and use it against your audience to uh, surprise them in the future. But the way that Coronation Street told the story, and like you say, not having those last three seconds, although she had flashbacks, uh, I don't know. And the car, unfortunately... The, the, cr- the crane shot or the drone shot or whatever it was where we saw the whole scene we saw them 
crashed into the wall and then we saw that car just drive off mm. in the opposite direction and that man just having a stroll along the road just really made it seem as though there's a lot more here that you know who's the who are they where are they going what's up with that the other thing that was um felt like a misdirection was the ccd cctv footage which literally showed a car driving into a wall it didn't show any of the like beginning of that it didn't show the fact that it, it just showed that angle and that car it felt as though there was more that we hadn't seen yeah that just wasn't on the it's CCTV just because of the angle of the shot and where the car came from it mm. just didn't feel right well, like you said, the story's definitely not over, so there is the the very slight possibility that more will be revealed as part of the activism story. But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get my hopes up. For well, this we did. Um, I did a poll, and I what said, um, "Toys not guilty." What do you think? And I had yay or nay, and fifty six percent said yay. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good. Well, it is, she's she's not guilty of murder, but I never thought she was guilty of murder. Why on earth she was tried for murder? I don't know. But again, brilliant performances. Really, really glad that um, Toya's been given a meatier story, even if I didn't like it. I think I want Toya to have... The thing is, I don't, I don't want this to be Toya's only shot at a big story. Because I think that Georgia Taylor's got so much potential to really carry a massive story. Yeah. And I, I love her and Leanne. They had some wonderful scenes this week. I really, really love her and Spider. But... I just... I'll tell you what, if... if um. If that if her only story is just like having fun with Spider, and being sweet and drinking kale smoothies with him, I think I'd be all right with that. Mm. Because I think Toya deserves a bit of happiness. Although she's a murderer, <laughs> and it she's wasn't not like a she. It's not like she she murdered someone that I didn't like. You know. <sighs> She, she murdered someone that I would rather have stayed in the programme. Actually, yeah. Even though, obviously, it wasn't her decision. It was um, it Charlie DeMello's decision to leave the show. It just doesn't make but sense But not be murdered by Toya. She's like, she's like as bad as Gary Windass now. Speaking of which, come on, Gemma, let's move on to the next story. Yeah, I think we've made our feelings think, no, on this no, one. No, 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 no. The thing is, she also tried to kill herself as well. So I think that that shows a different kind of level of um, violent impulse but is that kind of a bit more scary? Is she actually a worse villain than Gary? Because she's like, I don't care how, how I take you out. I don't care if I die too. I take myself down with you, yeah. She's actually more scary. She's like the Terminator. <laughs> she'll, do, she'll stop at nothing. The Terminator. <laughs> right, go on then. Cardi story. The Cardi story. This is quite good. More revelations. Oh, and, oh sorry. Got I've got hat. one more thing that I wanted to say about the spider thing. Michelle Young... Um, pointed out to me... Who's that? Oh, sorry, sorry. On our Facebook group, she said, oh, yeah. um, Spider pushed the police officer at the protest was very was a clue because it was so pathetic because I argued with you last week. Yes. But you didn't really articulate what you meant. Oh, I'm sorry. So I didn't understand what you meant. Mm. But you, you very, very right. Yeah, that's correct. It was a bit of a clue, wasn't it? This is the thing. This is what I'm having a struggle with at the moment because of the spoilers that we know because of our trip is making this very difficult for me to work out what I do know and what I should know. <laughs> well, we didn't know anything about that story, did we? But we certainly do know things about where the, the, yeah, but the I Kelly knew... storyline is going. No, but I knew when Spider pushed that police officer that he was also a oh, police yeah, officer. Yeah, 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 so right. I didn't really pick up properly on what I was supposed to be getting from that. Yeah. And I'm, f I'm struggling with a few other things 
that happening. It's not great. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do spoilers. <laughs> I don't like them. Not not as a not on a regular basis. No. So that's why I'm really really glad that we don't do spoilers on this podcast because I don't think that the format works very well no. and we know what's going to happen. So um, on Wednesday, in the Cardi storyline and Rick and Mortis. Um, Dev is full of the joys of spring and he's arranging a homecoming party for Ardy because you remember that Ardy's decided to go back to live with his dad because as a compromise because um, they're going to get married and they're not going to run away to Gretna Green so he feels like he's a bit guilty and he wants to get his dad on his good side and mm. be nice to him. Yeah. But they're so, still they're still planning at this point to go to Gretna Green, aren't are they? they? Yeah. The, wasn't the, was the football team stuff this week? No. What was that last week? Oh, I, mm, I've lost track. We'll find we'll out. We'll find out we? as we read it out. This is this. I feel like I'm in a time warp. I just my, and my memory is shot. Yeah. And this none of this is making any sense. Right, go on. <laughs> How many? When was the last time we did a podcast? It was the earlier this week. That's it the was. Problem. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so uh, <laughs> he's got a new golf cap. He's very excited. His dad. Kelly sees Toy in Victoria Gardens. Says um, she's getting engaged, and Toy's very pleased because she wants her to be happy. Ardy goes back to the flat and tells Gary and Kelly that he's chicken out telling Dev about the wedding. So Kelly says, I'll go with you. And Dev comes home. He's in a bad mood. His hat's ruined. He's had a bad game of golf. So Ardy decides that now is the perfect time. Just pull the bandage off and tell him that he and Kelly are going to get married. And um, Dev is not happy about this at all. He actually shouts at them. He reminds them, because he's been listening to this podcast, he also is not a Kelly fan. He said, excuse me, you're getting married to this stupid woman who is the reason why I'm paying hush money to the internet to stop bloody pictures of your naked sister, a video of your sister with a top off to go on the internet because she's a child pornography distributor. Okay? I'm not happy with her. And everyone's like, oh yeah. And then Asha says, oh, I don't mind. <laughs> like, excuse me, hang on. Well, Asha's like, right, Dad, go away, have a, take a deep breath and come back. But I'm kind of on Dev's side here. It's like, it's really sweet that they found a lover, love and everything, but I think they should go go away and try with someone else. Yeah. Because there's I too much baggage uh, here. And I definitely agree with Dev that it's not the best person. And also, how long is Dev having to pay this money for? When's the, where's the end point? Is there ever going to be an end point? Whose burden is it? What happens also, when Dad dies? Kelly's got all this money. Why can't she pay some money towards this? Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. She's fund. got this £380,000. If I was Dad, I'd say... If she felt really sorry about it, yeah, she would be. I think the only way around this is for Asher to become a OnlyFans um, account holder. You reckon? Because then you, it's just advertising then, isn't it? <laughs> actually, no, because it's... Child pornography, isn't it? It still is. It still is, yeah. Um, Asher promises that Dev will come around to the idea. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't need his approval. And Asher says, well, maybe you should wait a few months. And Kelly says, well, um, we should prove we're serious by having an engagement party. (laughs) Great. Dev goes drinking with Gary, trying to get him to see some sense. Because Kelly's proper dodgy, dodgy family. And Gary says, look, she's nothing like Rick. She's a good kid. There's no point trying to break them up, support them, or risk losing them. Which was my, which was my opinion. But mm. I know that's not what everyone thinks. And sometimes, in fact, it probably isn't the right approach. Don't know in this case what the right approach is, but um, 
<sighs> Guest time will tell. Ardy and Kelly tell, I mean, it's, we know we know because they're in a soap that Ardy and Kelly are not going to be married in the 50 years time. So, you know, so that's right. Happen. That's right. Um, Ardy and Kelly tell Asher and Gary that they've decided to wait until they're 18. There you go. And get married here properly, not go off to Gretna Green. Gary's pleased. He assures them that Dev will come round. Everyone seems to be very convinced that Dev's going to get over it. Um... <laughs> They're excited about planning a party. Dev comes home, sits at the table, and Ardy says, we're going to put put the wedding off. And Dev says, well, you're not getting married at all. I think you should get a prenup, actually, because... And he kind of insinuates that Kelly's a grubby little gold digger. And Kelly's like, yeah, we should get a prenup, because I've just inherited £380,000. <laughs> and Dev's like, well, I don't care. You're not getting my blessing. Good for, good for you, Dev. Stick to your guns. Even though she's probably your future daughter-in-law. <laughs> Thursday, Kelly Gary gives Kelly a menu. It's the party menu at the bistro. Um, they want a spoiler, and they want he keeps offering to give her money to for the party and the wedding and things. It's like Gary, calm down. She can pay for her own wedding. You're not her dad. Obviously, he feels guilty that he killed her dad, but mm. we'll find out more about that later. Kelly finds Ardy, Asha and Nina planning the party in the cafe and she wants everyone invited. She wants to pull out all the stops. She orders a load of dresses. She's going to have seven different outfit changes. So she gets all excited and um, she goes to try everything on. And Maria's like, when she leaves, Maria says to Gary, this is ridiculous. She shouldn't be getting engaged. I don't know, married. This is not going to last five minutes. And Kelly overhears this and comes out and has a go at, at her for being disbelieving of her l- true and sincere love for this boy that she decided to go out with about a month ago. <laughs> Later on, Kelly and Gary are having a bit of a giggle on the sofa and she says, oh, I, I am a bit lonely because actually, um, hardly anybody knows me. And, um, At least compared to Ardy. And Gary's like, don't worry. The only reason that happened was because all your parents are dead. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, remind me again. Uh, she She's left alone and Kelly, who's been dwelling on the fact that she is alone in the world, finds Sharon's number and gives her a ring. Not have it, Sharon. No, not that one. But the good loan one. Loan shark, Sharon. <laughs> the one who was... Rick's associate, Rick's, Sharon. Rick's heavy, who used to go and beat people up. Yeah. And lurked around in the cavernous uh, wasteland of his office with mm-hmm. his um, Weatherfield County... Calendar. Yeah. I, I wonder it well. what I wonder what Rick would have thought about Weatherfield County. Signing James. Betty James. Would was, he have liked him? James was part of Weather County by the time was when he? Rick was still alive. Did he have a did he have a calendar with him on it? Yeah, probably. Oh brilliant. Gary and uh Kelly on Sunday are looking at wedding things, so it's clear that Maria's not happy about it. And Gary's again brings up the fact that her and Tyrone got engaged very young. I don't see how this is an argument. They've already mentioned this. I'm glad, as well. yeah, I'm glad that they mentioned it once, but Maria had brought it up herself the other week, hadn't she? And when Gary well, brought it up again today, it's. The thing is, Gary's like, well, I don't know why you're so mad about this because you got engaged to Tyrone. And her argument should have been, and am I married to him now? <laughs> no. I think I'm the best suited here to explain that this is stupid. So, Sharon shows up. Hooray! I was really happy to see her. Um, Gary's not, Gary's not though. Gary's not pleased because she knows his secret. Oh, I wonder if he's going to try and kill her. Maybe. Sharon is keen to find out more about Ardy because she's like the nearest thing that Kelly's got left to her mum now. Mm. 
Um, when she's left alone with Gary, she's like, he says, what the hell are you doing here? And she says, I've just come here for the engagement party, honestly. And then she's, and then she says, look, does it not bother you that you killed, you killed her dad? And that she's got no idea. Mm. And he's like, yeah, it does a bit, but I sort of brood every now and then into the camera. And I kind of like do this thing where I, I steep all my fingers and I sort of put them down and I lean forwards on a kitchen counter or something and I might shift my weight from one foot to another and kind of like... But then I just get over it and have another scene. Yeah, it's really... I really don't have time. Just go and sell an antique sofa and I feel all better about myself. Yeah, a rug beater. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so they all meet up with Ardy and the Bistro and he's... And then um, he's... For some reason he brings up the fact that Kelly got kidnapped. Yeah, I can't remember And Sharon's like, hang on a minute... You're supposed to be looking after this kid. What do you mean? She didn't have any idea this has happened. So when she and Gary get left alone again, he has to explain to her. And she's really upset. She's Sharon's worried that Gary's not looking after her, letting Kelly get in danger. Kelly comes back from the bar and she asks Gary to give her away like he's her dad. And Sharon's like aghast here. So one thing after another. Tell you what, Sharon certainly gives Gary away today, doesn't she? Oh, she does, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, really, this is Shakespearean, isn't it? This man kills <laughs> Sure, the curry writers would like to say so, yes. Well, it is. It's, uh, you know, I mean, no, that was the original soap. This is what it makes me laugh when people say that soaps are <clears throat> not um, worthy of, you know, people's time and they're mm. not, they're just throwaway entertainment. So was that. Anyway, an old mate of Gary, Laura. an old mate of Laura's, who, who's called Jay, no one's ever seen him before, just turns up for a scene at the barber's. He's found a load of her stuff. He's like, oh, and I'm on a holiday with your mum. And Here's don't ask me why this makes sense, but I've decided to bring her your stuff. I've been told that I need to be brought in. I've been, I've been parachuted in to try and get the story accelerated a little I bit. I got a casting call and I thought, I'd like to be in Coronation Street. So I come and I've got a bag for you. Yeah, you have a look through he it. He basically said, I thought he was going to say, I, I was, I'm your dad. Because he started saying, oh, he went on a holiday with your mum and then she disappeared. And she only left this trace of this bag. <laughs> and I always wondered what happened to her. And that was almost 18 years ago now. <laughs> but no, this was 2019. So he's definitely not a dad. Um, so she's like, I don't want this. I don't want this stinking bag. I don't want to know anything about my mum. Because as we all remember... Although she sat, she was sad when her mum died because she didn't get to say goodbye. She was still a bit mad at her because she thought, well, Laura confessed that she killed Rick, her dad. But she didn't. She was covering for Gary. But Kelly doesn't know that. Back at number seven, Arlie's trying to convince Kelly that she's probably going to regret it if she doesn't look through this, this bag of stuff. And he says, look, why don't we go and get the bag? You don't have to look in it or I can go through it with you or we can take it to the tip. But I think we should go and get it. So they do. They get the bag and they start looking through it. And then the second thing she pulls what out do you know? after it's a, a clue. shell bracelet is a clue. Uh, it's a digital camera with holiday snaps from June the 17th, 2019. Sorry, does anybody still use those types of digital cameras now that we've all got these mega ones on our phones? I especially thought would have thought that somebody like Laura, who was... Um, Very with it and trendy. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, would be well, just using her phone to get her Instagram shots. i tell you who does use cameras like that is um, influencers and bloggers. Uh, so maybe Laura was actually maybe she's got her own Instagram page where maybe. she flogs sun lotion or something. <laughs> she looked very glamorous and beautiful and happy 
And so uh, Kelly was enjoying watching, looking at all the pictures until she realised that this date is when she confessed that she killed Rick. Yes, the date on the on the photo. On the camera, yeah. So she's like, that can't be right. So she rushes off to speak to Gary and she asks him, when did Laura say that she killed Rick? Was it June the 17th? Because she can't have done it because she was in Spain. So if she didn't kill Dad, then who did? And Gary starts coming up with excuses straight away. Oh, Laura got the date wrong. Oh, the camera date is wrong. Oh, it probably there's probably some reason. Um, I mean, Didn't really. Somebody say later in the episode, oh, Laura dropped the camera down the toilet. So that would have made the date wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's one of these sort of Occam's razor things, isn't it? Where it's like, what's what makes more sense to you? That a woman said she killed your, like your mum said she killed your dad, even though she didn't, or the camera was set up with the wrong date. Yeah. I mean, that's more likely, isn't it? Um, but clearly she's she's barking up the right tree because this is true. Laura didn't kill Rick. I'm sorry, I'm not explaining this in a really dumb way, but I'm so tired. I'm trying to explain <laughs> I am it to like myself. so, so tired. <clears throat> and I'm also slowly losing my, my voice. I've got a sore throat and I'm really tired. Yeah. Gary sorry, says, Laura's got the date wrong, blah, blah, blah. Kelly's like, no way, this is new evidence. We need to hand this in. And Gary says, well, the investigation's closed. We need to look to the future. Just ignore that, Kelly. It's definitely your mum. He didn't really try hard enough to say. I mean, logically, it doesn't make sense that she would say on her deathbed, knowing what Kelly would do and how she would react. Why would she do that? If I was Gary, I'd say, don't torture yourself. You missed out on saying goodbye to her because you thought she killed your mm. your dad. Why would she say this? Yeah. You're just opening old wounds. Is it because you feel guilty that you didn't see her before she died? This is probably why you're thinking mm. that this... You're grasping at straws. Yeah. Mm, he's not as clever as me, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Sharon comes up to Kelly and Nadia in the street and Kelly's like, oh, my God, look at this camera thing. Can you believe it? Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I want to move on. And Sharon looks upset. So Sharon goes and sees Gary and says, what's going on? Look, you killed Kelly's dad. You framed Kelly's mum. And now you're living off Rick's money and you're ruining this poor girl's life. She's aghast. She's still reeling from both of these terrible things that have happened to her. Why, why are you doing this to her? How can you live with yourself? And Gary says, no, no. It's all fine. She wants me to give her away. Kelly will be fine if she can move on. Um, and she says, look, Sharon, please can you go along with the idea that this this photo, this camera's got the wrong date on it. And if you can't do that, why don't you just not bother coming to the engagement party? Because Kelly doesn't need this right now. And I'm, basically he's like, I'm protecting her and everything will be fine as long as she drops this. So Sharon finds Kelly and says, look, I can't come to your party. I'm really sorry. And then this is when Kelly shows her the camera and Sharon tries to deflect her and says, oh, it's probably knackered because she dropped it down the toilet. <laughs> and then they start talking about Gary and, and Kelly's just frantic, isn't she? She's like, I don't understand what's happening. What's going on? And um, and she says, Gary's such a great foster dad to me. And then, and then Sharon says, look, I know he's a great guy and he's done all this stuff for you, but maybe you shouldn't believe everything he says. He's not as good as he makes out. I don't trust him. And Kelly says, this is really funny. She's like, I don't trust him. She goes from, look, I do, he's all right, but don't listen to him, to, okay, I'm going to tell you why. It's because he killed your dad. 
I didn't yeah. want to she say this. She has some this. juicy goss. She's been holding on to this for like three years now. She's I wasn't going to say anything. To tell someone. But he just told me I was going to come to a party. And I wanted to go to this engagement party and say, you know what? Stuff him. He killed your dad. <laughs> so Kelly's like, what? I can't believe this. She, this is when she gets properly frantic. And I really thought this scene was great. And um, they were, like uh, Sharon was, was crying as she was telling her this. And she kept like wiping the tears away from her eyes. I thought this was great. She was... Sharon's played by Naomi Cooper Davis and I want to give her props because she did a really brilliant job. I also think that she's really underrated as Sharon because Sharon's had some really great range, hasn't she? Mm. She's had this, she's had these kind of scenes. She's been menacing and scary and remote. She's been very friendly and she's had funny lines and yeah, she's done all kinds like of different things. She's really great. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy to see her back again and I thought that this performance, both of them in this scene, um, Millie Gibson as well, <laughs> obviously... Um, fantastic! What a scene! Yeah, they, where they, they did Kelly, after all this, all this time, finally finds out. And it's interesting that it was Sharon that told her. And I know a lot of people saying this felt a bit rushed. It did. I, I agree. Like the trial this was, week, it was logical. At least I will say, I thought it was quite logical. It just felt like this could have been a week's worth of of episodes but again you know it's very difficult for them to get this right because when they take too long we start complaining yeah i know we just can't win we're a fickle bunch aren't we but i, I did is, think that it was is... like it, it went from like everything was fine to you know in the space of half an episode here's some evidence come up here's sharon come up and the truth is out i mean how long ago was rick killed three years ago so this is a three-year storyline and it got solved in in an episode i think yeah i think part of the problem is that it has been three years and people have kind of forgot some of the details about it you know well, like, that, like that how happened. does sharon know about it for example because because what happened back then was gary was trying to plant evidence to make it look like um somebody else killed rick or something i can't remember i, I don't even remember all the details but sharon walks in on him and he ends up blurting out i killed your boss and uh, she just keeps quiet for, for a quiet life, really. <laughs> well, she knows he was a wrong him. Yeah. And she always has a soft spot. Both of them have a soft spot for Kelly. Mm. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, Gary's done quite a lot for, for Kelly, but he killed her dad. So. Mm. So, um... Yeah. That was kind of it, wasn't it? No, no, hang on. Oh, go no, on. no, I've mi- you've missed all this stuff. Oh, Kelly's reeling, and Sharon's like, do you, do you think it was a turf war between Gary and Rick, and, and that's why he really killed her? And Gary, Kelly's like, I wondered what the hell was going on with Gary, and I thought originally that he was involved in Rick's disappearance, but he convinced me that he wasn't. But why would my mum say she did it? This doesn't make any sense. And Sharon says, look, Gary's a very good liar, and Kelly's having a meltdown, and then she eventually is convinced that what Sharon's saying is true. And she's just adrift in the world now. She doesn't know what to think. She goes up to the flat. Gary's alone in the lounge and she doesn't talk to him about this. She doesn't confront him. She just acts very uh, subdued and quiet. And um, then there's a scene with Jake and Liam messing around. And Gary tells him to go to bed. Oh, she, he, he tells Kelly to tell him to go to bed. And then she does, and then Gary says, oh, you better listen to her, you wouldn't like her when she's angry. And Kelly says, you don't know the half of it. Yeah, so she's uh, plotting, plotting something at the end, rather than um, having it out with Gary straight away. She's um, 
Just letting just him dangle for revenge. a little bit longer. Yeah, this, this unfortunately is a story that we know far too much about what's going to happen to it next. Not just because the previews for next week's big week are out, but also because um, having been up at the set to see some filming when some of the follow-up with this was going on, there were bits that we picked yeah. out. So um, I, we, we can't, in all honesty, speculate. But it's also one of these things where we know just enough to be dangerously stupid about not knowing some of the details. Yeah. We definitely don't know all the details about it. but I think We've we, got a lot of the edge know. pieces. Yeah, yeah. But it has been interesting over the last month or so kind of saying, ah, okay, so that's why that happened when we heard this about what happened and when, we, we, when have, we were there and seeing the filming. We have recorded our predictions of how the scenes that we saw being filmed came, came about. Came to be, yeah. So, so we will release that We'll listen again. I'm really, I'm glad that we did that because I'm really, really interested because I can't remember where no. we, or what the mind set that we were in mm. was, mm. but that would be fun. Um, so uh, the, the secret's out. For Kelly, what, what what's we, gonna happen? What we now? actually don't what I absolutely don't know is what does it mean for Gary? Is his number finally up or is, is he, he gonna, gonna get, get away, away with, with it, it again? again? Because it only feels like, you know, well it was only six months ago or so, if that, when Laura died and it felt like he's got away with it again and he's got away with it again and again and again and again. He's as bad as Toya. And I and I think, oh come on, just I I, I just wanna see him be banged up for this. I want to see him get his get what he deserves for it. But uh, it just feels like he's going to wriggle off the hook again. I think but if he a... does, then what's going to happen to Kelly? Because is he going to kill Kelly? I, I seriously don't know. Because if she knows now, what reason has she got to stay quiet about the fact that he killed her dad? I suppose the problem is she doesn't have the evidence necessarily. But if she goes and tells the police or or whatever, then they could certainly do a little bit more sniffing around or literally just asking Sharon. Would Sharon stand up in court and tell the truth that Gary confessed to her? I don't know. But I, I yeah, I, I'm... I'm kind of worried for Kelly's safety. She's obviously got a plan, but I just feel that Gary's going to get away with it again. What do you think? Well, this is the thing. What does getting away with it mean? Is there only... Is, is I know it he just... has to live with the guilt forever and everything. But listen to what but... I'm saying. Is the only soap justice dispensed through the courts? Well, because courts or, it... or murder. Yeah, do they have to die for their sins or go to prison? Um, or is Coronation Street trying to get us, us to think that there's something else that you can lose? Because, mm. but I agree. I think I, you know, I think that if you if you don't get killed in the process of trying to stop those pesky kids from dobbing you in, or you know, yeah, or, I mean, he, or if he you did, don't end up in court, I don't feel like you've really been punished. He honestly did kill Rick in self defence and everything, but I think it's everything that he did afterwards, or the sneaking about and and, and stealing well, his money and everything that before, was particularly shady. And I still think that if he got sent down for murdering Rick, then in some small way there'd be justice for Rana, who I completely I, I put her death down to Gary's actions. That's not going to come out in all of this, has it? That's all gone. So he needs to be caught for this. But I don't think he will. But I'm very, very intrigued to find out what happens with it. But I just think in the back of my head, there's a little voice saying, no, he's going to get away with it again. The slippery little toad. That's what I think about it anyway. Um, 
I don't know. Well, as I said, we can't really speculate on this because we do know a few things, but we've done a little bit of speculating. So any speculation that we've just said there is genuine speculation about not knowing what's going to happen. Um, wedding stuff, Gemma. Um, like you said, definitely on Deb's side with that one. I think. It's like if even if you wanted to get married at 18, why her? Yeah. I think it's just a double whammy for Dev. I quite like how Maria's kind of sticking to her guns as well at being not completely convinced that this is the best but idea. it's obviously a stupid idea. Yeah. There's no reason. There's literally no reason at all. The only reason they decided to get to um, even say that they were engaged was because they wanted to enter a competition. Mm. And then... Then they just got swept away with the idea and they decided they have to get married now. They don't. Well, they're not They're not going to get married now, are they? They said they're going to wait until they're 18. I mean, is that well, more, is that thing, more palatable it? or is it not really because they've literally, like you said earlier, only been going out for five minutes? But, you know, from our perspective... When you're 18, you're old enough to make your own decisions. From our perspective, we knew within a few months of meeting each other that we were going to spend yeah. the rest of our lives with each other and we yeah. wanted to get married and everything. So from that... And we were, it turned out we were right. I don't know how that worked out so well, but it did. And, you know, we, we, we're not worried very good at giving advice because, you know, our advice would be, I'm sure it would be fine because but we we're is, still we married now. We didn't get married for another, we didn't get married for another now. eight or nine years, did yep, we? we? That's, that's quite a the long difference. Time. That's the difference. I think, if you, I think if you're sure, you don't mind waiting until it's... Well, but to be honest, Michael, if we had had 380 grand, we would have got married then, wouldn't we? Yeah. The main reason we didn't get married was because we didn't have any money. I suppose we're looking at it from a a pair of soap viewers watching a pair of soap characters who we know that these kind of things will never work. And also, your mum and dad met at school and got married. Yeah. And they, they were sort of childhood, well, not childhood, but like school... Tell you who else got married to each other, I think canonically within weeks of um, bumping into each other, quite literally, Stan yes, and Hilda. That's right, Stan and Hilda. So, you know. But they weren't 18. They're not that mad, are they? It's not that crazy. <laughs> and they make a great couple. I think they're lovely. I think they're very sweet together. I'm flipping love Hardy and, and If Kelly only together. there wasn't that inconvenient problem with the whole Asher and the child pornography yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do really can't. I wonder him, if Dev will throw you know, a spanner if... in the works by reporting Kelly. Did she ever get in trouble with the police for this? I can't remember. Could I think not... it. Would... I think she. It must have all. Come Could out, he not just get her in trouble for this? I think. I think. I think that he would. He must have already done that. I can't remember all the details about it. I'd, I'd yeah, like... that's probably true. As as much as I'm on his side, I would. I would like to see him. If they go further with this, him sort of saying to Wadi, okay, Asha has forgiven Kelly for this. I suppose I will as well, but... Yeah, but he's still paying the money. <laughs> it's not like her saying sorry gets rid of the fact that... I mean, so, so Asha's cool with her brother marrying Kelly, but only as long as her dad's paying blackmail money. What if Dev says, well, I'm not paying the blackmail money if you're that cool about it? Yeah. I bet you Asha would change her tune then. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Anyway, anyway, there's some great stuff that's going to be coming up in this storyline over the next week or so. So um, we'll leave this one, we'll park this one here and then come back to it next episode and see if it lives up to our um, high expectations for it. (laughs) um, Can I get a drink? You you, you want to eat a bit thirsty, are you? I've got a sore throat. I don't know, we've both got sore throats. You gave me a sore throat because we're married. I'm just going to go and synopsis. 
you, you go on. I'm not, I'm not okay. going to start the recording. I'm going to oh. I'm going to tell all the lovely listeners about what Stu and Sean have been up to this week. What you're getting yourself? What are you going to get? What, are you <laughs> what get? do you think? Booze. Right, so on Wednesday, good old Alia and Zidane are finding Stu in the cafe and he, things aren't going well for him. He's, he's, no, nobody's come to speed dial anymore. They're all going to the bistro for their, for their birthday parties and their I'm not a murderer party and all that. So um, he, he says, maybe it'd be better if I didn't work here anymore. And Alia says, no, no, you're brilliant, chef. We don't need to leave speed dial, please don't. So then we have a, a few scenes with Billy on Wednesday as well, where he's selling some soup kitchen stuff in the... Right outside Victoria Court. Like, what? Is this seriously all he does as an archdeacon? Anyway, Alia tells Billy about all of Stu's woes going on at the moment, and Billy says to Sean, "Why don't you welcome back?" It's quite Billy funny says doing to Sean, doing "Why kitchen. don't you go to Speed Dial for your birthday? You probably get a seat. You probably get a table really easily <laughs> for ten people, even if not all ten turn up." And Sean doesn't say, really want to go to a place where a murderer is cooking, but is later convinced anyway. It's kind of funny how Coronation Street's accidentally stumbled upon a problem that a lot of um, restaurants are having at the moment with a lot of people not having bookings because everyone's worried about the future and how, you know, the recession and fuel bills, are they going to be able to afford to pay their bills, etc, etc, so they're not going out. But Coronation Street's reason is, there's a murderer in the kitchen! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, basically all that happens is by the end of the episode, Billy's had a chat with Stu saying, don't worry, someone's going to forgive you eventually and pe- no people will forget about you maybe being a murderer later just like they kind of forgot about me maybe murdering susan barlow and um, everything will be okay Stu's and somebody else will be the talk of the wash house on coronation in coronation street who actually probably hasn't murdered or tried to kill i think you're right anybody. i think you're right so um anyway sean books his table at the bistro for his lovely party on thursday which goes as well as you might expect so there's a, <laughs> I, I very much appreciated all of the decoration that went on to, to, to Sean's birthday table. It I was very, very Sean. The tablescape was absolutely beautiful. I'm obsessed with tablescapes. Every time I try to do one, it just looks absolutely crap. So, and I've bought table runners and everything and I just can't <laughs> do it. But this tablescape is beautiful in teals and hot pinks and all the colours that are in the bistro and candles and flowers. Lovely. And, Gorgeous. But not as lovely as Hunky Matt, who makes an appearance on Thursday's episode. Seriously, what is going on with him? Bloody when hell, he, just when take he turns Alia up and Alia's like, oh, I fancy Hunky Matt. Just take Alia and throw in the bin. Bloody cares. Anyway, happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> you have got a kimono for your birthday. He's so you are the new Ken Barlow of the street. You will be here He's for the, the next Carlo. 50 years. Mm-hmm. And um, also two tickets to Moulin Rouge in the West End. Can I just say another thing? It was really funny because uh, Lawrence gave Sean a kimono and then in his pocket was, was a piece of paper and he opened it up. And it's a good job that was not me because if you gave me a kimono and then a piece of paper that had a secret thing that I was going to get, I'd be expecting to be taken to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Not to the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> in the West End. Anyway. Not the Moulin Rouge, the show Moulin Rouge without the vert at the beginning. That's even worse. Sean is sad to hear that Sean can't come to the party later because he's Lawrence got too can't come. Lawrence can't come to the party later. He's got too much dentistry to get on with. Likely story. Um and and then um later on Hunky Matt and Alia go and have a <laughs> smug smug drink in the bistro. Um, about I can't remember what they're being smug about this time. Probably saying I was related to Toya, isn't it? And about like what a rubbish time she's having down. in court. And Ryan's watching on, all miserable like. And um, he's like, "Oh, Ronnie, 
Alia's the one. I really do fancy her and everything. And Ronnie says, well, you need to do something about it, my son. So You could drop dead um, at any minute and have to be resuscitated on a football pitch. Meanwhile, back dreams. at Speed Dial, there's a customer there that's telling Stu what a lovely meal he's had there. Bang, he says, I'm going to be back with all my friends. But then, when he's left alone, he does a sneaky phone call because he's been he's been scoping out Stu and, he reali- and he's like, yeah, he's that murderer in the paper and everything. So, um... Then, then everybody's gathered at speed dial later for Sean's meal. And then this guy from earlier pops up Comes and is in like, with his friends. I was Charlie's mate, you know, the person what you killed. Um, and then he opens up a box of cockroaches and lets them loose in speed dial, which is all quite fun. But um, it, well, they were really it, cockroaches. They were actually they? crawling around cockroaches. Yeah, they were. Uh, they must have been from the, the Coronation Street animal handler brought them in. No cockroaches were harmed in the filming of this episode, I hope. No, we don't. It's not really an English thing, is it, to have cockroaches? No. Yeah, cockroaches crawling about is very US. I am... Not us. Them. I I, I think I was uh, in college, so I was like like 17, with the first time I ever saw one. And it was in Italy. It was crawling around. You've never seen a cockroach in real life. It was crawling up a wall in a restaurant. Oh, so that wasn't fun. <laughs> but yeah, that was the anyway. fun. I think that was probably the last time I've seen one as well. Mm. Um, they're, they're everybody scarpers out of the speed dogs. They're ter- well, they're either up on the, on the table or with their trouser legs pulled up so that so that the cockroaches then crawl at their legs or they're or they're scarpering away. If that had been spiders, I would have run away. Yeah, we and, all know um, that now, don't we? By the end, we do from last week. By the end of it. Um, the Nazirs and Stu were left in an empty restaurant again, so the, the oh, saboteur wah, is one. So um, later on, Alia and Hunky Matt have a bit of a snog. Ryan comes up and says, "Sorry, Alia, for nicking the bistro money, and I've been an idiot." And she says, "I don't care. Look, you lost any chance of being with me, to be honest, when you got with Daisy the other year." So and everyone's like, "I'm what? going off with I Hunky Matt." I know. Um, and then Lawrence turns up for Sean at the end of the episode and they have a nice kiss because Lawrence tells Sean he does actually fancy him, so isn't that nice? On Sunday's episode, we're back to the whole lawyer stuff. And I thought that by the end of the episode that something would happen with this because all they're doing is asking a solicitor if they can take on the case and they're like, yeah, you've got to give me £15,000, please. And they're like, oh, that's a bit steep. Um, sorry, we can't. Let's go back to our old plan of looking through boxes of evidence and hopefully we'll find something. But they didn't. I was thinking that by, that by the end of the episode, they'd, they'd magically uncover... Yeah, some some crucial piece of evidence that they hadn't found before, but no, it was just left back to the uh, the default position of re- rifling through paperwork, and um, I guess we'll have more of that next week if we're lucky, everybody, eh? So um, yeah, any thoughts about this at all, Gemma? Um, Alia and Matt, or Alia and Ryan, or I don't care. I think that I think that Alia is going to be the Rabia Chaudhry of um, Stew's serial story because um in you know the serial the the podcast i know of it um and it's about adnan said who was accused of and found guilty of killing his girlfriend um Heyman lee and um this oh, the cat's running around this this woman uh rabia was her friend his friend and she used to drive around with her car full of boxes of um boxes and boxes of trial documents and all the evidence from the case, mm. trying to convince somebody to help her to 
crack the case and prove that Adnan didn't actually kill Heyman Lee, right? Right. So, so this is what kind of like what this is because interestingly enough, there was just a massive break in that case, and now it looks like this guy's going to go free or he's going to get another trial, which is what she's been trying to do, but it's taken her mm. years and years and years. So I wonder whether there was a bit of inspiration here from that because the, just the just the visual of them all like pouring over these documents, going there must be something in here that proves he's that he didn't do it. There must be something here because he didn't do it, and it must there must be a clue. Mm. Um, do you think that Zidane and Alia will find this? Oh, probably. Or do you think they're going to have to pay somebody? I don't know. I mean, if they want money, they'll find it. Won't I just they? kind of Coronation feel Street like. Coronation Street's letting me down a little bit with some of the details of these. And I know it's not really a show about crimes and stuff, but I think the trouble with them is that, with Coronation Street, is that once it starts tackling crime stories, there's a very high expectation that we have of of that kind of story and how to tell it. Mm. Because of all the crime dramas and the police procedurals and the podcasts and the true crime stories that we all surround ourselves with, with all these little nitty-gritty twists and all the details and the clever little plot uh, clues and stuff. Coronation Street isn't a show about that. It's a show about relationships and people and, um, you know, how they interact with each other. But when they start these, they kind of, like, go down a bit of a rabbit hole and then they they can't back it up with anything because it's not that sort of show. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes yeah. they do, but I think that makes it even worse because, you know, just then in the toy... you toya, it every time. Exactly. In the toy story, that wasn't really a story, a true crime story about whether a woman killed her husband and it was a story about, you know, I don't know what it's a story about, about Toya being guilty and how is she going to cope with knowing that she, mm. you know? Yeah. So... So I'm thinking to myself, we've got this really cool setup there with, you know, are, are they going to read out clues to each other and then realise that there's a contradiction somewhere that proves that she couldn't possibly have done it? No, probably what's going to happen is this, what's the, who's the name of the policeman that was involved? Uh, oh, I don't remember. The policeman yeah. who was accused, Him. who, who uh, was the bank copper who forced the confession out of Stu. Is he just going to pitch up one day and go, let's stop digging around. <laughs> I know, and it was me what done it and I don't want anyone to find out. And then Ali would be like, that was great because I was recording that on my phone. Yeah. Is that going to be Moving it? On. I feel like there's going to be another cop out. It might be. Well, he's going to, yeah, that cop is going to be out if he, uh... I know he's already out, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. It, I'm just getting a bit frustrated with some of the, some yeah, of the ways that these things are being resolved and... The, the stuff that they're trying to do is very ambitious, but I don't feel like it pans out. But the trouble is, having spoken to a lot of the people that work on the show and seeing how complicated everything is, it, I can understand how sometimes these things just don't yeah. work out. Especially if you've got a story that's going on for three years and, you know, the the actors, you, the planning that goes into it and, and all the things that happen behind the scenes that we don't even know about, like, oh, you can't do that because so-and-so's ill, or this thing didn't work out because the contract didn't get renewed for that actor, or, oh, they're not available anymore to come back. Yeah. It's just a logistical nightmare. It's yeah, a, honestly it a miracle that they make any episodes <laughs> at all. But my, you know, and it's it's not the same as a, as a TV show. Like, oh, I don't know. I can't even think of a one. What's a TV show? Doctor Who. No, that's not a crime drama, is it? <laughs> About an alien that keeps committing crimes across the universe. Uh, I don't know. What's a? I don't know. I don't. What's a story? What's a story about crimes? Tenant. A... No. What's that one that David Tennant was in? 
Broadchurch. Broadchurch. It's not like Broadchurch where, you know, they've, they've got 10 episodes or however many in a series and they can take all year to write it and film it and it's all very tightly plotted and everything is in its place. Yeah. It's it's a show that is aired every single, you know, three to three times a week, hours and hours and hours. And stories come in and out of... Yeah, and get woven in yeah. and out and sometimes things just fall off the burner. Mm. Which, um and also, do we care about Ryan and Alia? No, I don't like Alia. I want her to be miserable. Uh, yeah, I was, that was that was at least one um, one good thing about Toya being let off, even though she really shouldn't have been today. I got to see Alia getting a bit miserable about it. I'm really, I tell I'm you really... who I care a little bit more about. I'm, it was kind of sweet with Sean and Lawrence. Like Lawrence himself as a character hasn't done anything to ingratiate himself towards me. He seems a bit dull and bland so far. But it was kind of sweet when they had that kiss on Thursday's episode. Wasn't it? It's kind of nice to see. Well, Dylan was there going, "Yeah, Dad." Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And it's it's nice to see Sean having a bit of luck in love and for a change. And you said to me, "I don't know if I've ever seen Sean kissing anyone before." No, I know. I'm trying to wonder. He he, he talks about these dates that he has, but he's as yeah, as I say, he's so unlucky in love. Um, he probably has, but I don't. Re- I also don't remember him mm. ever getting off with anybody no. before. But um. Yeah, I think Lawrence... Does Lawrence have a secret? I mean, what Maybe, could it be? Yeah, I'm yeah. just a dental hygienist. Oh, dear. Yeah. Whoa, right, come on, let's move on. Glenda story. From cruise singer to booze bringer. That was me. I'm always a booze bringer just then. <laughs> Wednesday. You're not a cruise singer, though, are you? I could. I could sing on the cruises. They would pay me to stop, but yeah. I don't think that's the point. On Wednesday, Glenda and Sean have arranged a pamper date at number 11, and then in the pub later, George says, "Sorry, I made a fu- um, um, I let Glenda. Glenda in the house, and she's well, Glenda's just getting her feet under the table a little bit too much for Eileen's liking, isn't she? And she's stealing the otibistics from the cupboards and stuff. And he says, "I'll have a word with her." So I don't know why Glenda doesn't just live at George's massive house that's just down yeah, the road. Yeah, wait a bloody minute! <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. So George finds forget about that. Glenda with a face mask and cucumber eyes in number 11. And she gets in a half and when he re- she realises that Eileen wants her out and flounces around. And in the cafe, Glenda tells Sean that George told her that she needs a job. And Sean says, well, why don't you try the Rovers? Because Jenny's going off to Canada and they probably need another barmaid. So Glenda says, sounds great. So, not very long after... She's already got her feet under the table at the Rovers, telling Gemma and Jenny about cruise ship stories. Pulls her first pint, it's all head, and then she drops it on the floor. So it doesn't. it's not working out very well, because Glenn's ship mitts actually wasn't working in a bar on the ship. I was a singer or something. And Jenny says, well, you can't have a job then. But then George comes in and says, why don't you try her out because she's great? Just need to give her a chance. And Gemma says, I'll train her up. And so she gets a trial period. Hooray! On Sunday, Jenny's visa's been approved to go to Canada. It's Ooh. that simple. It's because Justin Trudeau came over to see the, see the yeah. Queen. And so they were like, while you're here, while you're here, can I call you Justy? Um, can <laughs> you, you just sign, sign a few this, bits please? of paper, yeah. Are you short of landladies? <laughs> Do you have pubs? Um, so she's been approved. Everything's starting to come together. She's trying to look on the bright side. Um, she thinks that she needs, you know, a shot in the arm. She's probably feeling still a bit melancholic about how Leo kind of killed her husband by not sorting the sink out in time. 
But uh, <laughs> maybe it'll cheer her up to go and have some maple syrup and Timbits. Sean convinces Gemma to come into work later to help them out on the shift so that he can be with Lawrence. And then as the shift begins, Daisy's telling Jenny about how much she likes doing admin and says she would definitely make a great manager. And Jenny's like, oh, I don't know. And Glenda is um, serving Stephen at the bar and he gives us a, a note and then she brings him the change and he says, oh, I gave you a, a different, I'll get, you owe me more money because I gave you a bigger note. And she's like, no, that's not true. But Jenny overrides her and gives him the money. Now, if he's trying to make, how much does he owe his wife? <laughs> yeah. 200,000 euros. Just by pretending by that he gave her a bigger... changing yeah. blender <laughs> by 10 pounds per the long half game. pint. It's not going to work out. Um... Then we get to see a scene that we watch being filmed, which is when um, in the back room, Jenny is trying to sort the rotor out and then Daisy comes in to convince her that she wants um, to be the manager and she'd be really great at it. And Jenny's like, oh yeah, well, uh, well, how would you do the rotor then? And she's like, give all the people I like um, all the shifts and all none to the people I don't see, we like. We saw this um, scene being filmed like four, five, six takes. I can't remember. It, well, we it was one of the shorter thing. ones compared to yeah. some of the ones we saw later, which aren't going to wear for another week we or two. We walked in when they were... They, they were sort of middle way yeah. through rehearsing. But, yeah, there was there were some lines in this that like we were as we were watching the episode tonight, we were like calling really out lines together. Oh, Daisy's gonna say that Gemma can't even pull a pint, and oh, yeah. Daisy's gonna say, um, I know how to make a rotor. You got to give the shift to the people you yeah. like, and those shifts to the people that you don't. And oh, yeah. So it was, it was so oh, funny finally seeing it again. Yeah, Glenn's gonna Jenny. Bought, yeah, because. Oh, it's just so fascinating watching it. And and Charlie Jordan was brilliant in that scene. And she's just so full of energy on set as well, wasn't she? She was just kind of like dancing around in between takes and everything. She looked like she was having a great time. She really, really was. And um, and I was interested to see um, the bit where um, she's standing behind Jenny while, while Glenda is trying to convince Jenny that Stephen's shortchanged her. And, and um, because... Every, every time that they filmed the scene, Charlie did it a little bit different. Like the way she's reacting to, to Glenda's stories behind Jenny. And there was, there was one where she was fiddling with her hair and that was kind of my favourite take of it and they didn't use that one but it was just, I've, I've been looking forward to this for so long. It was it was really, really good. I mean, it, there was nothing particularly majorly stand out about the scene itself, was it? But I think it's going to be... It a, was very significant be for a, us. Very significant and it was really, really us, bizarre yes. because we obviously, we were standing to one side and we watched everything from one angle, which was... Yeah, we were behind, behind Sally Ann Matthews on the, on the, where she, well, when she was sitting like on the table. Over her shoulder. Yeah, but we could see it on right. screens, couldn't we? In the yeah. various angles that we could see on the screens as well. So the, it was the final cut, obviously, that we saw today. But we've seen all it different things really from funny. all different angles. It was really, it was, oh, like it was watching. so bizarre. The movie version of a play that you'd seen lots yeah. of times before. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was also funny because when you watch it, it's like a living thing that changes. Um, and they were sort of built it up uh, between them all and sort of collaborated to make the final thing. Mm. But then it's set in stone, and, all, and, and when you watch what they actually filmed, it's like there's the. It's like uh, the mosquito caught in amber. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's preserved. They've preserved that that energy mm. and they've put it into this this scene and that's how it will always be yeah. remembered but we saw all the different bits that yeah. went into it also since we've been um 
to see those bits filmed. Obviously, the stuff with Jenny and Stephen has come out, which we didn't know when we were watching the film. That's so true. when when uh, Glenda comes in and says, "Oh, this Canadian, this American guy, shortchanged me," and Jen Jenny's like, "Oh, he's Canadian, actually. Yeah, he has a confusing accent, which is hilarious because it was a bit of a fourth wall break to the people who say that Todd Boyce's um, Canadian accent maybe isn't particularly genuine sounding. But yeah, we didn't have any idea that Jenny had snogged Stephen at this point. So yeah. there's, there's an extra layer added of meaning there to a different meaning to, to something that we didn't realise at the yeah. time. Like she's yeah. trying to brush it under the car because she doesn't want to get into anything. She just with him. yeah, she doesn't want to have anything to do with Stephen anymore. Yeah. It was brilliant. So there you go. That was that was of the first of a few scenes. Yeah. And it was cool. We were each one we were all behind the camera. Confusing and, them the other than the next. Yeah. When the scene finished, um Sal and Charlie and uh, Jodie came off and they walked past us and they said hello and everything, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Because we'd so met good. um obviously we know Sal very well. Yeah, um, yeah, we met Charlie at the Soap Awards this year. And this is the she first... didn't recognise me because I was standing behind a, a camera. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. She said, oh, have I met you before? And you said, oh, I was the one that was filming before. But she was really... Literally, they were on their way out. They, they spoke to us to for 10 to seconds us. or so. Yeah. And that was the first time that we've met Jodie Pranger, who plays Glenda, although we'd had sent a couple of messages on Instagram before. So oh, yeah, she said that. Really, really she... nice. She was so great. Really, Can I just really say good. also that... She had not been in. She's not been in the show for that long, but she really felt like she was very, very professional. She's mm. doing a brilliant job. It felt like she'd been there forever. Yeah, she and was I very, very. Confident. This is the other thing. When we watched that scene being filmed, I didn't realize that Glenda had literally only just started at the Rovers because I was under the impression when we were there because of something that Adam Blee said when we had dinner with him that Glenda was going to be. A barmaid, very, very imminently. Why are you throwing Adam under the bus? Oh, sorry. It, I'm just saying that's what it was. I, I, I no, I, because Adam was trying not to spoil things for us. Yeah, no. So he was being a bit. Um, what's the word? Mm. Obscuring what he was saying so he wouldn't give too much away, but yeah. you must have misunderstood. I, I, what I, I, yeah, I misunderstood him, I think. But yeah, when I watched the scene being filmed, I thought, oh, Glenda, by this point, has been working at the Rovers for for a month or so. So exciting! I'm so happy that she's there. Great to have her as a barmaid. Oh, I think that having Glenda as a barmaid is brilliant. Anyway, I, we're, I love, yeah, we're hijacking sorry. this go because on, we need on. to finish... Finish the story. So There's Leo buys, really, buys plane tickets to go to Canada and then he's like, oh, we should get Stephen to have a drink with us. And Jenny's like, no, don't think so. <laughs> Gemma shows up at the Rovers and... Uh, I thought I this think, was... I think yeah, Leo's got a bit of a man crush on Stephen at the moment. He seems to really... Well, he's like, can we ask him to come with us? Can we ask him... Let, let him tell us everything about being Canadian. You, I think we should be Polly and have a relationship with me, you and Stephen. <laughs> I think it was a bit like, you know, when um, Hayley came into the show and she was loitering yes. around Alma all the she time to find to out Alma. how to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And Steve, Leo's doing exactly the same. I want to be Canadian. I just want to have... So he's... Uh, yeah, he's being Stephen's shadow at the moment. Um... What was I saying? No, nothing. Oh, this was really... I thought this was funny. Gemma shows up at the Rovers and she says, Oh, oh yeah. Jenny's made me the Rovers manager and I'm going to do a makeover and I'm going to make everything <laughs> into leopard print. I was talking. for a moment. I was like, what the hell? You're actually making Gemma in charge. And Daisy was like, oh, great. Wonderful. Well, as soon and as Jenny's Gemma's... standing behind laughing. As soon as Gemma started saying, I'm going to, you know, make leopard print all over the press. No, as, soon as, as soon as Gemma said, I'm going to... No, I think before she said, I'm going to give it a makeover, I went, oh, it's a joke. No, I didn't. At first, I, I realised it was a joke when she said that. But then in the back of my head, I was thinking, maybe she has been made manager, but she's just joking about the... Because I suppose, I mean, Gemma has been working yeah, longer. there longer than Daisy well, has. Well, listen, she makes her... She, 
it's just a joke because Jenny's laughing and she says, Daisy, the job's yours if you want it. Ha, ha, ha. But actually, can I just say, Jenny's absolute bitch here because she went to Gemma and went, clearly you've got no chance of ever being promoted because she's just a thick chav. So can you make do a joke with me to pretend <laughs> that I've given you the job of being manager just to fool Daisy into thinking... No, well, Gemma did say, well, look, there's no way that I could do it. I've already got so much on with the quads and everything at the moment. Well, you, what, you but... can't do with more money? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that was great. Finally, Daisy's got promoted. Yes. Hooray. Good good choice. Because we know Jenny's definitely going to go to Canada. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jenny is, she's, she's out of the programme. Sally Mattis is gone, for sure. Yeah. Daisy and Gemma do a quick photo shoot outside the pub. And Jenny comes along. I mean, she Daisy she doesn't like get, Glenda. Get inside. Daisy doesn't like Glenda. And then Glenda spills drinks all over her. Um, and annoys her by saying, oh, that wasn't clean on anyway, so that's fine. And Daisy's like, actually, this was new today. Thank you very much. But Glenda redeems herself by manhandling a drunk man who was leering over Daisy out of the pub. So Daisy's very impressed with her. I think, I think that Glenda is going to be the Betty to, to Daisy's bet. Do you reckon? Yeah, chuck yeah. him out. Yeah, chuck she's him got, out. She's, she's the got brawl. the elbow grease. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy's impressed by Glenda's upselling skills on Peter. What does she offer him? A large orange juice. I don't know. I can't do remember. Some whiskey what in that orange juice. He's like, yeah, actually, I would do. Um, offers her the job, and Jenny says, "How come you've changed your mind about her?" And she says, "Manager's prerogative." And Jenny tells um, Leo that already she feels like she's been left out of her own pub, but she definitely does want to marry him, and definitely does want to go to Canada because even though she's leaving people behind, she'll make new friends. And uh, she hugs Leo, but she's got tears in her eyes. And there's also a bit of a scene where she's got the umbrella and she's looking at the pub and she's kind of like, what have I done? What am I going to do? Looking at Rita's picture on the mantelpiece and everything. So sad. So I just, sad. Yeah. She's not going anywhere, is she? No. Um, oh, but the thing is now, what is Daisy going to... Daisy's going to love this. Daisy's going to be like a tyrant for she, a, a she couple is. of weeks. She's even saying, wasn't she? Oh, the power is going to my head. It's making me she's dizzy. She's brilliant. Oh, so good. Daisy, Glenda... And and Jenny really have a massive potential because yeah. already Daisy and Jenny were brilliant. But sometimes adding an extra person, like for example Stan, Hilda, and, and Eddie, Eddie Yates, yeah. yeah, that really really worked. Third. Even though um, Stan and Hilda obviously um, outlived that kind of trio and they already were established before he came along. Mm. But um, for the for the time that he was on the show, that trio worked so well. Yeah, and I can see them. Um, having as good of um, a career, uh, what's the word? Yeah, chemistry. Int- yeah, that's the yeah. word. And all, I mean, Glenda has also built up quite a nice relationship with Sean as well. It feels like we never really see Gemma behind the bar anyway. One like, thing was... very, very rarely. So I'm not, I don't really care about what that's going to be. But I think, yeah, we have got a good Rovers team here. One thing I was going to say about Gemma is that I've noticed her cropping up in lots of people's stories recently. And she's not had her own story for a long time. So... That's interesting to me. Maybe are they are they gonna are they making her a background character more? I don't know. They had their story at the beginning of the year with the disappearing Joseph, didn't they? I just don't. I think Gemma works really really well as a comedy character. Yeah, and but, she and she's but no better. more than that. Well, the comic relief. The thing is, it's not even that because obviously Dolly Rose Campbell is incredibly talented. She's really really good. She's got, but I think she's really brilliant at comedy, and it's a shame that. 
they took Gemma down a more dramatic route for such a long time. Mm. And the trouble is, any dramatic stories that she would do would revolve around Chesney and the Quads. Yeah. And they're boring. just really boring. Boring. Um, I enjoyed when Daisy did her name drops of all the Rovers' landladies. And that was very much in Daisy's character as well, to do a bit of research. Because that's just what she did with Daniel, wasn't herself. it? Yeah. When she was doing all the uh, research about the poets and what have you. And, and she's been she's been reading through that Abigail Kemp book, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. To find out what Corrie P or something so it was so cool I, I think she's great and um she's so cheeky yeah she's like a little it's like um a, a woodland sprite yeah I don't know I mean I it, it, does she have what it takes to be a Rovers manager or no. is it just so happens that she's there is it just gonna there? all dissolve into, into chaos which will make Jenny have to abandon her plans to go to Canada with Leo and then Leo will get in the half and go off without her. You'll have to see. You'll have to wait and see. Um, and finally, 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 we've got a James storyline. Stay awake, everybody. We're nearly at the end. But he's in hospital on Wednesday, clearly still fixated on getting back to the pitch again. And Aggie's like, oh, I don't don't really think I'd like you to go back to football again if you're going to drop dead again. But then the heart doctor comes and says, oh, James, good news. You can be discharged tomorrow. And I'm even optimistic about the fact that given time, yes, you could play football again, but you need to listen to your club's medical team. Um, and so, um, and, and then there's a little bit with Michael coming in and telling James, stop being so down in the dumps. You need to fight and you will get back on that pitch again one day. You can't, you mark my words. So, um, Wednesday, no, that was Wednesday. So Thursday's episode, um, he's just got a visit from his manager, hasn't he, at the club. And, um, he comes round and says, oh yeah, you know that contract that we gave you, James, that said you could definitely play football again? Well, um, you've had a heart attack, haven't you, mate? So I think maybe, um, just get better from that and then maybe we might give you a job again. But in the meantime, sorry, you're not a footballer with us anymore. He's basically said, we didn't really sign the contract, so it's been rescinded. Yeah, basically. So you're adrift. Sorry, you're on your own. And James is having a bit of a mope on the sofa saying, oh, footballers, footballing's all I'm good at. Now well, what not only, do? it's not only that, it's also the fact that he's young and every year counts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only got, he's only got a certain amount of time as a footballer. Mm. I don't know when they normally retire, but... Yeah, it seemed a, it seemed a bit harsh, but... Well, they they so don't care, do they? They've got they're out for themselves. They're not bothered. They're not running the charity mm. for exactly. heart patients <laughs> running a football club. I thought they were very. I thought they were awful. And I think if I was James, I wouldn't want to go back and play for them again. Yeah, I think that maybe Aggie had uh, given him a bit of a yeah. backhander, hadn't she? <laughs> anyway, that was it for this oh, week's no. Curry. What about James? Was Poor he James. Do? I mean, for oh, God's sake, didn't wasn't he saying they wanted to be a, a coach and support people? Yeah. Why does he, he just do that, more... for goodness sake? That's exactly. where all the money is, isn't it? Isn't it like um, like when you're an Olympian and then you, you just become a sports pundit and, or a talking yeah, head? Yeah, so like Sebastian Coe and yeah. be, be very honourable at things. Yeah, or Gary Lineker. It's yeah. like when you're in Big Brother and you, you get like, you know, eighth place so you spend the rest of your time being appearing on TV shows at Christmas going top 100 celebrity shocking moments in 2022. <laughs> yeah, you that's remember what James when the Queen died? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Oh, right, Gemma. What are we scoring this Do you think that will be week? the top? That was going to be the top number one celebrity shocking moment. Christmas they didn't do so- top celebrity shocking moments. But I like them. I know I like them. But it's well. half of them are like, this person you don't know did something you don't care about. And the other Can you believe it? what the Kardashians have done. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? Um, I... I thought that this week's Coronation Street was not quite as 
great as I'd really, really wanted it to be. The, I know, but the I way on... that the Toyo trial went it just didn't sit right with me, and, and that's going to have to be reflected in my score, I have to but say. But I have to say, can I, can I just give them props for the fact that we really, really, really did not know whether Toyo was going to be found guilty or not guilty? Because I couldn't work it out. Normally, I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm kind of 80%. I'm 80%. I'm usually sure that either they're going to get away with it mm. or they're going to be found... They didn't do it and then they're going to get found not guilty or they'll get found guilty and then they'll reverse it in a miscarriage of justice sort yeah. of story. But this was like, I don't even know whether I want her to get away with it. No. If she found guilty, I was thinking, if she's going to get found guilty, maybe they won't give her a, a custodial sentence. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I really did not know what was going to happen. And I don't think I've ever been that unsure about a trial. And also as invested in what the result was going to be. Because normally I'll be like, oh, well, whatever. See you later. Whereas this is like, don't, you can't go to Toya. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, well, I can't, I can't give character of the week to Toya. There's no way. As much as, as, as fantastic as Georgia was, the fact that she, that Toya, the character, stood up in court, blatantly lied about it to save her own oh, skin. Oh, no, because not only did she kill Imran, but she perjured herself. Yeah, so sorry. That's a crime. You're not getting character of the week. Well, she's getting my character of the week because Aww. you have a different criteria to me. I have, I say who I liked or who did the best job or who was the best acting. Because I think Georgia Taylor did a, a fantastic performance. Oh, that I was performance was... of the week, no question yeah. about so, it. So for me, I'm a bit more fast and loose with what, what character of the week means to me. Whereas you give it out like it's some kind of Good Samaritan Awards. <laughs> like both are Good Samaritan. I'd, if only Daisy had been in it for more than just uh, tonight's episode, maybe she would have a, have a she shot because so she funny. was brilliant with what she was in. Um what about I, poor Stu? I'm not giving it to Stu. Or Sean. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of going between um, Leanne for being a lovely supportive sister. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know whether there's anybody particularly in the Cardi storyline that, you know, warmed the cockles of my heart well, and I got me also, got me all revved up quite so much. Again, very good performance from Mel oh, yeah, Gibson. Yeah, it, was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I will give it to Leanne, who... Even though she was telling Toya, no, you got to keep quiet, you didn't actually do it. And I don't know. But she, I, I just, I loved her supportive sisterness of it. But to be honest, Michael, I have to say, if, if you came to me and you said, oh dear, I ran over someone on purpose. Yeah. And um, they're going to ask me if I meant to do it. And I'm going to say, oh, oh yeah, I did. I'd say, don't tell them that you did it. Can you lie? Mm. Uh I'm giving it to Leanne. I, because you, you, you're, you know, you, you only, Leanne only cares about Toya. Leanne literally doesn't care about anything else. But unfortunately for her, in the same way that you would probably feel guilty, it, in a sense, she's not understanding that Toya probably did need to be found guilty to balm, you know, soothe her yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a score, darling? Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> um, three. Yeah. Three X no, um Scotland's Borns of Satan. <laughs> three. It's a real shame that it had to be three. But and the the big bits were the big bits were rushed. 
I think the outcome. I'm just gonna say felt I, underwhelming I feel a like bit. I ruined the trial for myself. No, if there's a trial and coming the story, up in the soap, you have every right to expect big things. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was that I made. I think the pair of us built the story about Toya and and Imran and what really happened. Perfectly natural to do that. But again, I think we've put a very good case in to defend ourselves as to why we came to that conclusion. Mm. And I think that, um, again, also I'll say that we don't consume and watch this. And you who are listening, the same for you. We don't watch this the same way quite a lot of casual fans or viewers will watch it. I think we over-analyse things, which is part of the fun and why we like watching it but they don't write it for us they write it for people who flick through and go oh hang on what's going on here yeah yeah i'm gonna give it um three drug using revenge porn distributing immoral ex-cons out of five see i'm I on really wanted psychic. to go really wanted to go higher and i'm hoping that you know with with the big week coming up this week it will be a higher score but i just didn't quite go the way i wanted it to this week i think so um that's where I'm leaving it, I think. So yep. well done, Batters Biz. You got character of the week. Um, and that's it. So um, without further ado, let's move on and um, do a bit of feedback. Right, welcome to the feedback section. The first one we've had for a little while. Um, we have got our Facebook scores for last week's Coronation Street, which averaged out at a lovely round. Not round at all. Same digited 3.33 out of 5. Jonathan gave it four occasions on which Peter was unable to raise an eyebrow, let alone anything else out of 5. Shari gave it 3.5 uncomfortable pats on Deb's bare belly by Chesney out of 5. And Hill gave it four minutes of James doing his best acting yet out of 5. And I hope you know which four minutes I'm referring to. I don't know whether that was a slight what? against uh, against uh, poor Nathan Graham there. Um, I wanted to read out this next comment from Stuart, which is one I've been saving for a few weeks now. Um, just talking about the listener questions episode that we did a few weeks ago. It's just a short one, but um, I appreciated it. He said he spent the afternoon before um, returning to work listening to the listeners' questions episode. This is the one that we did about the um, the podcast itself. Listeners' and, question time. Yes. He says, thank you for the honesty. I can relate to a number of things you've both said. A welcome distraction from Monday and my anxiety. Aww. You hear that people feel the same as you, but you never can relate to them. But having you both in my life on a weekly basis makes it much easier to contact uh, to contact with two people who have the same feelings as yourself i just thought that was very Thank nice you, kind of personal message there and um, we did get lots of people who enjoyed those listener questions um so i'm glad we chose to do it just remember that you don't have to live with anxiety if if you're getting worried too much that you can do something about it because i thought you always had to be worried all the time and you don't you really don't and um, you can do something about it, I promise you. And the thing about anxiety is that the more you feed it by avoiding the things that make you anxious or letting yourself be anxious, the worse it gets. Yes. So if you do think you have anxiety, don't panic. Just see if, see what help is out there. Because um, if you're in the UK, there's loads of NHS stuff that you can do. Thank you. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, you don't have to live with anxiety. I think a lot of people think that it's part of life and it's unavoidable. But, yeah, sometimes things are reasonable to worry about, but... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Shall I read Richard's? You read Richard's email out. 
Richard says, huge congratulations, firstly, for continuing to increase the podcast's profile via your friendships with the cast and the subsequent media coverage. Oh, yes, that's right. We were in the sun this week, weren't we? Our picture of us with Charlie and Georgia got picked sun. up by the sun. You were literally in the sun. I was in the sun. Fan. I was a fan and a podcaster. I didn't get my <laughs> actual didn't get a name, name written down. Which is probably a good but, thing. Um, yeah, but... That was quite Should nice. we start? Are we going to have to start? Should we make up stage names for ourselves? Oh yeah, maybe we could. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I haven't got Esmeralda the, Green. I haven't got the time. You make one up for me because I haven't got the the energy to come up with one now. What are Bobby you Pence. Call <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have done that. Uh, Richard said, "I've been enjoying the last couple of the of weeks episodes, despite the understandably erratic scheduling." due to the Queen's passing. Thank you for continuing to put out a podcast this last week, despite having to record it on a school night to fit in with when the episode is shown. What I've particularly enjoyed recently is several storylines running concurrently. Highlights for me have been Evil Stephen, the Sam twist, and the Spider twist. However, I found the football match story quite boring, uh-huh. and I would like to highlight something that they, which they use artistic licence with, because James Bailey is a professional footballer, he would not have been allowed to play in a pub match in case he picked up an injury. Well, he did, didn't he? They yeah. were right. <laughs> of course, something worse than this happened as he technically died for a period of time. Well, those prolonged absences from the show often make me wonder if he has actually died. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they waste his character like this, though, as I thought they did the storyline with him coming out really well. Yeah. That's really true, Richard. You know, <laughs> they probably would like, right, you're banned from appearing in... in um matches because you're a professional footballer you're not allowed to get to to, to do amateur stuff mm. they're like what's the worst can happen they're like you could die <laughs> well <laughs> i don't know who i'd be scared of more my manager saying you're not allowed to play or jenny because she was the one that made james go in the end yeah. wasn't he she's like you get yourself to that football pitch like, yes ma'am did they oh here's a question did they win I don't even know. And doesn't it just show that we don't even notice or care <laughs> well, whether James, they won or not? much more important. Right, thank you very much, Richard. And Rebecca is next, That would have been a funny what? touch if, she, if he was in hospital and he had all these get well cards and then the little cup was there <laughs> you know, on the <laughs> yeah. side table next to his drinks. <laughs> Rebecca says, currently writing this email from sunny Tenerife, to quote Bet Lynch. I was shocked when Spider said he was an undercover police officer, but like you two said, I think he's doing it for the greater good, i.e. to sniff Griff out. However, when Toya finds out, she's going to flip after having the whole no more secrets thing with Imran. I also have no idea what's going to happen with Toya's court case, although I think she might head to prison, but with Spider's guidance be let out in a bit. Too much evidence against Toya, sadly. See, I don't think there was much evidence against her. I think there was literally nothing. The evidence was... The thing is that we didn't see all the evidence because there was a CCTV thing... Yeah. They sh- they didn't bother calling... The evidence was, I heard her threaten to kill her husband yeah, in a fit have, of rage. You know, the mechanic come in and say, I'm the mechanic who who looked at the car, there was literally nothing wrong with it, there's no physical reason why yeah, 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 she yeah. should have crashed her into a wall. Yeah. Instead, we had Adam going, ooh... She said, "I could murder a sandwich," and she also remember she, you know that, you know that gif of Gordon Ramsay going, "You're an idiot sandwich." She did that to him man the other day. So I think, based on that, she wanted to kill him. Okay, shame you weren't on the jury. <laughs> Um, as much as I'm enjoying the James story, Rebecca says, I hate the constant reminder that Tim and Aggie are having an affair or are close to having one. Stop it. 
I love Michael saving James's life and Ed being so concerned for his son. I also like the use of Christian Eriksen being men mentioned as he's connected to the story because he also collapsed playing football. And he now, oh, I didn't know this. He now plays for Manchester United too. Did you know that one? Um, um, I don't know why you would think I would know that. I don't know. You, you know a lot of things. You're very That's smart. That's true, yeah, I am very clever. <laughs> you drink and you know things. <laughs> Jenny trying to pep up the football team made me laugh and I was pleased for Amy for scoring two goals in the match. And just like Tyrion Lannister, yes. sometimes I make feeble excuses for plot twists that make no sense. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Every time Sarah gets out her business plan, says Rebecca, I switch off. I'm sure Sarah used to be a better character than this. She did. Is anyone watching Classic Coronation Street this week on ITV3? They're doing the whole um, internet chat room storyline, which is hilarious anyway, watching Sarah Louise dictate everything that's being typed on the screen because I, they, I guess it's the early days of chat rooms. You think, do characters say what's on the screen or do we just trust that the readers can read it, that the viewers can read it themselves? <laughs> but anyway, Sarah Louise is brilliant on that and they had the episode where she goes into the to Evil Gary's house. Not this Evil Gary, but that Evil Gary. That one. And, uh, and is trapped and chased around the house and everything. It was brilliant. Sarah Louise has been a great character, but she's just a little bit of a joke now, Rebecca. Um, Stephen is brilliant, though. Back to the email. And he is desperate for Audrey's money. Daisy delighted. Um, Daisy is delighted for Jenny's engagement. And that's making me think that she's after the Rovers again. But hopefully she can cotton on to Stephen, especially how she knows that Jenny and Stephen kissed. Is is Daisy being in charge of the Rovers? She she was a bit gold diggerish before, wasn't she? I think. Who? Who? Daisy? Yeah. So... I think we were madder about it then, but I just think it's funny now because we're, we're, we're on Team Daisy now. Sam is so cute trying to impress his new friends. I laughed at Nick saying he should put seals with a kiss on the back of his envelope. And I have no idea why Sam is writing to Harvey. But since it's coming up to the first anniversary of Natasha's death, I'm hoping it's linked to that. Yeah, that hasn't been mentioned at all um, in this week's last three episodes, has it? The trouble is, it's obviously taken really... a long time to get those letters back and forth from the prison. You can't really mark anniversaries of things that happened in Super Soap Week because you're too busy doing Super Soap Week. Yeah, that's true. Do you think you, yeah, can you can buy an anniversary card? First anniversary, like a wedding anniversary card. Michael, <laughs> you probably can. Um, I'm also loving the play stuff and great to see Welsh and Nigel back as well. I'm also glad we're going to see more play stuff in the next couple of weeks because I'm really enjoying it. And I did laugh at Tracy shouting the odds at Wendy. See, Welsh Nigel, I think what we should do is Welsh Nigel just becomes Nigel and mm. everybody else in the show, apart from Adam, is English, whatever, English, like whatever. English Jenny, English, uh, Canadian Stephen. Yeah. And then Welsh is the default. I think... So Nigel's just Nigel. I think that that would be a bit too complicated, darling. Really? <laughs> Deb is going to hit their roof again regarding Kelly and Ardy going to Gretna Green. Gary seems a bit too relaxed about it for my liking, though. Also, I think they retconned Kelly being in The Young Offenders unless they mean when she was in for killing Seb. I think they do mean that. I like the couple and can see Deb's side of things, but he just read the situation wrong regarding Ardy giving the engagement ring back. I think her point is that she was wrongly sent to younger offenders because she actually didn't get found guilty of the crime that she oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. in there for. That's true. So therefore, of course, St. Kelly was innocent. <laughs> Finally, just fill us up from the Stu storyline. Did the obs confronting him made me feel sorry for him a bit. 
And I'm also no glad that Nina is on his side. Yay! Character of the week is Michael for saving James's oh, yeah, life. Good point. And I'll give th- it three times Leanne reduced spider to tears with a couple of cheese slices and some sandwich ham. That's a oh five. That is a good one. Um, it would have been three and a half, but I didn't count Friday's episodes as it wasn't last in last week. I will, however, add the five ahead of this week's episodes. One point five. I don't know. You'd score what you like, Rebecca. You do what you like. You do what you it's like. It's chaos. Fine. Yeah. Here today. One. Oh yeah. One final email, and then we will leave you in peace. Nancy, Nancy. she says, the protest scenes were done really well. No matter what, Sarah says, Toya is innocent. Toya is a good case for temporary insanity (laughs) defence. She was in shock finding out that Imran died. It's interesting that DC Swain needs to get evidence from Spider to try and nail Toya. This proves they have no case. I do not see how Stephen could get away with stealing money from Audrey. Well, he stole money from Glenda today. He got away with that as well. Yeah. She says, I'm mm. sure his plan is headed for disaster. I found it interesting that Gabrielle does not care that Stephen is going to steal the money. I give this week's episode three and a half shredded power of attorneys out of five. The character of the week is Spider. Spider. Good job, Spider. Do you think we'd feel better about Toya if she had actually told the truth, which was, you know, I had I, I had temporary leave of my senses. I found out about it as I was driving and then they'd still let her go because... She still wouldn't have been. They still wouldn't have sent her down for murder, would they? Because what she would have confessed to wasn't murder. It was. It would have been, I guess, manslaughter or the death by dangerous driving. It's just the fact that she lied through her teeth about when she found out about Imran's lies to get herself out. That's what makes me think this story is not done, and she's going to. It's going to be a guilt story about Toya struggling with what she has done. But I just don't think. I'm not sure if that's what people want to watch. I don't think it is. I'm not sure. I don't don't think so. Well, that trial's over now. Yeah. Mm. But I just, I mean, Georgia Taylor is such a fantastic actress, and she does so well with everything that she gets given. She's just 100% convincing with everything. She gives it 100% all the time. I'm so proud of her and and what she's done and um, the, the work that she's put in here. But I, no, I just I'm wait, I'm wait, I'm waiting to see where this is going, and um, I'm just really I tell you what it just just really gets me down when you see some of the comments on Twitter. And one thing I do, you know, Richard was saying about oh you're getting more successful and stuff, and I don't think that's true. But we're certainly slowly like a snowball, accidentally through physics, just attracting more Twitter followers. But unfortunately, with that sort of it just attracts trolls who will come. Anytime you say anything positive about somebody, especially if it's a female character, you just attract people who want to say, oh, Kronitis is crap. Oh, I hate that person. Oh, oh, I don't like her. Or I don't like this or that. Mm. And they don't even follow us half the time. And when you go on look on their timelines, it's just full of nonsense. And they go, they like literally nothing positive ever. They say nothing positive and they contribute nothing to society except for to moan about stuff. And the amount of people who hate Coronation Street with a passion who don't actually watch it but <laughs> seem to know what's happening is bizarre to me. Yeah. So I'm not liking that. I find that quite nice. unfortunate because it feels to me as though whenever I say, oh, you know, I, I really like Sarah today. I thought she was great or I thought it wasn't Jenny wonderful or... I think that Gemma did a brilliant job. You know that somebody's going to come and say, I hate that actress. I don't like her face. 
I think she's rubbish. They can't act. He's crap. Mm. I hate it. Me too. I just think that... I know that we moan about stuff, but I just feel like we have a balance. We do. We say nice things as well, and hopefully we explain ourselves about why we don't like things. But I'm sorry that I moaned about that. I just find it so frustrating. I just find it so frustrating, and it just makes me feel sad because I feel as though it's like a curse. Like, the more popular the show gets, the more we just attract people that just have no seemingly human emotions. Well, if you have human emotions and you have got some um, nicely put arguments that you just like well, to listen, get out in the land of I've podcasting, just, you know, then send I've us an out, email. I've read out what Michelle said about me being wrong about spider, the clue spider. If you've got something and you can argue it and you, and you can say in a reasonable and friendly manner... I mean, obviously nobody owes us friendly and reasonable arguments, but I'm certainly not going to read out you slagging me off. So if you want to be part of the show and you got you disagree with us, that's the only way you're going to get on it, unfortunately. And you can send your emails yeah. to conversationstreet at gmail.com or you can put them on our Facebook group or even tweet us if you're Join lovely at conversationstreet. We're in loads of places, but I'm just literally... So, tonight's going to be another one where I'm going to press stuff on the recording clean with tea I'm, I'm reckon that I'm going to be asleep in the next 10 minutes honestly because I've been I've been very close <laughs> at various points in the I last know, two hours I you had your eyes closed quite a few times <laughs> I'm really so, like on like the one hand I don't want I, this has been a lacklustre podcast I'm not going to I'm not going to deny it a... we, we wanted to keep it going though and people are saying oh thank you very much for keeping the podcast going and everything and then we appreciate us doing it and it's been a different schedule and everything but I wanna I feel bad when we put out a podcast and it's clearly not the best one I know but I'm sorry we can't you can't have 100%. gold every time when you're 540 oh, episodes ow, in I've got cramp my leg can you end the podcast please bye the music for this episode came from podcast.com ow.